What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams, and I'm back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings live stream. It's still Facts Over Feelings live stream for about a year and a half where we kick the facts and we really don't care about the feelings argument in here. I don't know people are going to be having their hurt feelings regardless. All right. Allergies are still kicking in. I might have to sneeze a couple of times during the show. It is what it is. All right. So anyway, uh, we got a great topic today. It says I was stuck in a miserable marriage for six years. This is not my testimony. This is not my testimony. Although I probably can make that testimony, but it is what it is. A lot of men get stuck in marriages. We're going to use an example. We're going to use an example from a uh, from a YouTube video for fair use purposes. And it's a man that called in for help. He was talking about he was in a miserable marriage. We're going to listen to the host of the show, give his interpretation of what this man could do. He basically said slavery is a choice. But let's talk about this because men typically don't file for divorce. 80% of the divorces are filed by women. And we're going to talk about why men don't file for divorces. There's a specific reason why men don't file. All right. And so we're going to talk about it. We're, we're encouraging you. If you are, listen, I, I, and I know people are going to say, well, you're trying to get people divorced. No, I'm not trying to get people divorced. We're trying to get people happy. I'm not happy. And so if you're stuck in a miserable marriage playing the ring game, why would I, why would I keep you in that situation? I'm here to give you solutions. And so, yes, I'm not going to just let him play the narrative and let him be miserable. We're going to give the guy some, 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 some things that he can use to arm himself and protect himself because if he doesn't, it's only a matter of time. She's going to ride it out, sit up under him for three or four years, and then divorce, grape him to kingdom come. And then she's going to have alimony on the side every day. She's going to have child support on the side. She's going to have the law on her side. And then it's just not going to work out for him. So we're going to give you your steps that you need to know in order to take proactive steps to be involved in your disillusion of your marriage, right? Or your disillusion dissolution all right we got a lot of supporters so we're gonna jump into it uh today we got a little bit of time i know i normally go like two and a half hours close to three hours sometimes there's no kaylee appointment tonight i was on a four day straight bender all right i'm tired of kaylee no more iron boards today i need a break all right anyway send a gordita in oh, i'm just playing i need a break man my back my neck all of that stuff man <laughs> kaylee's out here are kind of trying to keep her brother busy I mean, these aren't payday Kayleys either. These are these are just regular people coming in. Uh, Coach, would you like to be entertained tonight? Oh, boy. Here we go. You too? Jesus. All right. When you get older, when you get older, it just happens to work out. By the way, on Twitter, I put up a nice question. Or is this a true or false? Check me out on Twitter at Coach Greg Adams in the building. Um, Let's see here. <laughs> uh, we, we in here, man. Yeah, man. You know. It's a lot of work, but anyway, shout out to you guys. Let me let me start with the Cash App brothers in here because I missed you guys on the previous show. So uh, I will acknowledge you on the Cash App. Hit the Cash App. It is uh just in case. Let me put let me put the Cash App up. Some people like to do Cash App. Uh, Mr. Loud Pockets ninety is in the building. He says I'm attending engineer doctor school. You're going to the engineering doctor school. He also says uh, a question to the coach gang. He says um. What is your highest score on the ring game for our married guys? What If you played the ring game before, what is your highest score on the ring game? Oh, man. What Yura says, Yura, Mr. Yura B says, uh, uh, be a conqueror or be a slave. Your choice. Wow, that is perfect. That is actually a perfect uh, analogy for this stream. Be a conqueror or be a slave. Your choice. 
Um, you know, that that whole slavery is a choice or was a choice thing that Kanye said right off the rip. It sounded like that was just disrespectful. But then when you think about it, you like, damn, <laughs> it's kind of if you take it out of the context and put it in a different context, it is true. All right. So Miles Chumley says for money and the power, money and the power. I ain't falling short. I got the money and the power. All right. Check out the blue chip mindset series. We were going off today. Um, XL Pro Services says uh, for Mr. Simp Enforcer Van Jones. Absolutely. XL, who else? Damian Bird says, keep doing what you do. I think I acknowledge these brothers. Let me do one more. Um, Nasty Boys in the building. He also says, and she says, support for the cause. That was Maurice Elmore. Mr. Elmore, thank you, sir, for being here on the Cash App. I did manage to catch the early Super Chats because I saw there were a lot early, so I froze the screen up. Um, so I can acknowledge the brothers that contributed earlier. Okay, check me out on Patreon for exclusive content. Also, at the peak level, you get the Money Mindset Series live, all right? You can get over there and get the Money Mindset Series. We go deep in, 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 in deep detail on how to start your business, how to manage your time, how to budget investment, investments in terms of property. Uh, we had a crypto guy in there. We had Vlad P in there uh, from Florida. Talk about uh, credit, establishing credit and all of that stuff. Um, it is what it is. That's what we do. All right. And a lot of people literally think I have time to be watching other content creators. Let me see what they're getting. Let me see what these content creators are talking about so I can get some talking points. All right. I'm on the air nearly six hours. If you include the prep time, that's almost seven hours a day. Um, and then Kaylee Benders, right. And then writing my fourth book. Um, I barely watch content. Uh, from many of the content creators in this space. It's, it's kind of disappointing sometimes. I get to skim through a little bit, but I barely watch. I mean, you, you're the consumer. You're the consumer of content. I'm a, I produce so much content, not to mention my other channels that get a lot of videos. Um, I hire people to do the editing. I have a social media. Uh, but I'm not sitting down watching content. Just I'm just letting you guys know. Okay, but I love the angry man, by the way. All right, if and when Kaylee is not here, I will go to sleep to the boy Valdez, angry man. And I don't know how he is up late at night streaming. This dude be starting streams at one o'clock in the morning where he is. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, let me put on something. <laughs> right? Like you sitting around, you sound like you're taking other people's concepts. Like what the, what? Do you realize I'm sitting in this chair damn near eight hours trying to do two shows? I mean, I'm and I'm completely blessed. I'm not complaining. But I don't know where you get the time where I'm watching other people's content. Like, what? I wish I was. I wish I was. That's like telling LeBron James, I bet you'd be watching other basketball games all day. What? <laughs> yeah. He ain't watching no basketball games. All right. I can promise you that. All right. Not his own, not other people's games. Anyway. And I did I compare myself to LeBron James? Mm. Yes, I'm the LeBron. No, I'm not LeBron or this. Anyway, let's get to the super chats. It's Weeland. I believe I pronounced that right. Shout out to the coach and the coach gang. Did the misery. All right. Did the misery. Give me the nope. Nope. All right. I think you said did the misery. All right. I think that's what you said. All right. Uh, shout out to you. Miserable marriages. We're talking about today. Swing Out Museum says the average marriage in the U.S. lasts eight years. Yeah, we call it the MJ, not the, not the LeBron. The average marriage lasts for eight years, all right? That is the average length of a marriage. Uh, we gave you the wonderful chart the, uh, provided by the uh, legal services there and there in the San Diego area. Um, sources, sources here. 
All right, the average length of a marriage that ends in divorce is eight years. Holy moly. All right, we want to show you this here. And this is based on CDC information. Shout out to the CDC. <laughs> All right, uh, just so we can put it here, the average length of a marriage right here is eight years. Okay, it's on here somewhere. I didn't prepare to show it. But anyway, the average length of a marriage is only eight years. Gosh darn. You're going to get married to the love of your life. It ain't going to last but eight years on average. All right, if you made it past eight years, good luck to you guys. All right. Who else is here? Arnold Ford says, finished the Van Jones expose, which coach was on during the Obama years, like the politics and the politics of women. All right. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate that. Stop bringing political. All right. Stop bringing, stop bringing politics too. Uh, but we get a little political at sometimes. Yeah, you guys got to know, man, the de-evolution book that I wrote. The de-evolution book is a political book. I don't know if you guys know. Um, in the first two or three chapters, I spend quite a long time, especially in the uh, um, beginning parts of the book, the introduction. There's quite a long time that I spent on politics. I went all the way back to the Civil War, all the way back into the introduction of the early parts of the abolitionist movement. And then the introduction of World War II, in which the women came. Hey, we were out there putting rivets in airplanes. You know, we were out there doing the man's work while they were out fighting war. Wait a minute. Nope. Wait, so what? When, when they were out fighting war, you were putting rivets in airplanes. Oh. This is what we're, we're, we're saying. That, okay. And then I went all the way through the civil rights movement, which is all political. And then we went all the way into the 1970s with the introduction, introduction of the communist shows, such as Mary Tyler Moore and the Diane Carroll show, Julia. We went into the no-fault divorce years, political. We also went into the NRA, NAFTA, Title IX, Equal Rights Acts. Uh, the Roe v. Wade, uh, the Equal Opportunity Acts in which women are supposed to be, get equal opportunity in pay. All right. So it would be illegal to pay them less for the same amount of work as of 1972. We went all the way into the 1980s with the introduction of sexual harassment suits like crazy. And then we and then went in there uh, with affirmative action. We went into the 1990s with affirmative action in the MTV culture, uh, single motherhood. We went. It's a political book. I love when people say, stop bringing politics, you know, and I'm like, like this whole book, the introduction, the first two chapters uh, 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 are extremely political, extremely political. I know you might not like it if you're a libtard or so. I mean, not libtard. We Listen, <laughs> oh, man, but it, it is what it is. And gerrymandering, <laughs> gerrymandering. I think people, when they learn a new word, you can hear it, not you, Sizzo. But a lot of people can learn a new word, you know what I mean? And then they hear, yeah, man, gerrymandering and redlining. <laughs> like, did you just learn that? You didn't take political science, did you? Shout out to, uh, and he called it gerrymandering. Shout out to uh, Simon Small for being here. We're going to get through these. David McFarland says, Coach, remind me not to get married again. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Don't get married again. Don't get married again. Hey, if you got divorced, if you got divorced and you found yourself still alive, do not double down. I swear to God, I know the girl is yours. The girl is my, my. Yeah, she's my, my, my. Don't waste your time. Because the doggone girl is mine. You found you a new boo. And she's like, I think I'm jealous of your girlfriend. All right. 
I know you found you a new boo. I know she's better than your previous wife. I know she succeeds you better. I know she gives you better peace leave. I know she gives you more access. I know you were in a sexless marriage for the previous, the last eight years of your marriage. And now this new woman is giving you more peace leave than you ever remembered getting from your wife. You don't even remember sleeping with your wife. All right. And now this new woman showing up and saying, it's all yours. Take it whenever you want. You're like, oh my God. You're like, she's like, if it's three in the morning, middle of the night, take it. Nope. All right. <laughs> even if she smells like a bag of onions. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. She's like, if I smell like a bag of onions, I don't care if I did 18 loads of laundry, take it. Now you're going to be like, this is the perf perfect woman. I'm keeping her. I'm going to marry her. She swallows your kids and all of that stuff. You're like, man, this girl swallowing my kids. She's nasty. Oh, I got to have her. Don't do it. Don't marry her. I'm just letting you know right now, do whatever you can to not marry that woman. She's putting on a show. She's lying, all right? It's a setup. She's going to bait and switch you hard. Don't do it. <laughs> so, do not do it. Somebody says it's a big trap. Dexter Barnes, it is a huge trap. This is called the penis fly trap. This is what this is called. This is called the penis fly trap. She's going to sucker you in so good. And then she's going to bait and switch you so bad. It's going to hurt, man. It's going to hurt. So who was I reminding not to get married again? David McFarlane. Don't do it. He said, don't do it, Poppy. Don't do it. It is a trap. All right. Trust me, it's a trap. And, and she don't even know it's a trap, but it's a trap. Jim Sound says, but coach, married men never pay. <laughs> they never pay. Oh, married men never have to pay. I love when married men get on their high horse. I can't believe you guys are out here paying for women. <laughs> All right. And I'm like, you're paying the most, sir. You're actually paying not to get any. <laughs> married men, married men pay their wives to not get any. All right. <laughs> and then if you do have to pay a woman and you get caught, you're going to pay your wife and the woman. Oh. Boy, marriage gets marriage is literally marriage is literally the the biggest here. Did I have a still I have a, a thing right here? It's the biggest prison you can actually put yourself in. All right, there's some rewards. There are some rewards. Don't get me wrong. There are some rewards, but the rewards don't go to you. All right, the reward goes to society. Society benefits from you being married. Married, right? You ain't no going out here being crazy. Right? You're not out here jumping motorcycles off ramps. Your wife will tell you no. You're not out here buying things that you want to do, you know, spending your money recklessly. You have to ask your wife for permission. You know, there's things that benefit society. You get to raise some kids with their head twisted on, right? At least you give your kids a chance. I also said on Twitter today, most of your problems don't stem from race, gender, or sexual orientation. Most of your problems stem from your mother's inability to keep a man a father in the home long enough to raise you right. All right. That's where your problems ended up. So uh, being married does have its privileges. I mean, it's benefits, not privileges. It has its benefits. Your wife gets to go to girls nights out and slide up and down another man's Johnson. I mean, and you get to stay home and watch pornography. Hey, married people. I'm sorry. Hey, people Hey, and women. Hey, the, the, some of the biggest consumers of prawn are married men. Some of the biggest consumers of pay-for-play women are married men. You know what I mean? Because that's what they need, discreet. They need to be discreet. Okay, 
Sizzle says disclaimer time. I know we're getting a little hardcore already. You know, married men always like, shame on you. <laughs> and they be out here to watching prawn at work in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Before they got to go home. Oh, boy. Married men also are the king of the spank bank. You know what I mean? Believe me, I was married. I know. Married men are the king of the spank bank. They literally got to go watch women all day, come home, and then look at them and then try to keep that memory of who the woman was so that if his wife just so wants to have relations, he can be aroused and finish. I know this is a tough ladies. Who's who's listening to me? I hope you don't. I hope you're not getting offended by what I'm saying. I'm just trying to tell you what's happening here. This is all true. Not my husband. Yes, your husband. <laughs> your husband, too. Your husband goes and looks at the bank teller, the girls at Starbucks, the barista, the girls at Barnes and Nobles. Honey, I got to go pick up a book. You can order it on Amazon. No, 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 no. I got to be at the bookstore. He's looking at the librarian, the old lady at the at the kids PTA meeting. The women at the job, the new secretary, the new office temp. <laughs> They're there. He's looking at them. And then so just so just in case you want to touch your husband, he's got to go through his material today. Okay, here. I was driving by the junior college. That one. Yes, that one. Okay, honey, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to be yours. <laughs> All right, that way he can be aroused because he's got somebody to think about when he's putting his face in the pillow, not even looking at you. <laughs> oh, man, oh, married women are going to be mad today. Hey, shout out to the married women that are watching. <laughs> shout out to the married women. Uh, we're just here. To, we're here to coach. I know I'm telling some secrets. I'm telling some secrets. <laughs> yeah, if he happens to, you know, actually open his eyes, he'll be like this. It'll be like this. And then she's going to be like, what's going on? Everything okay? Oh, yeah, it's okay. You got to go back. Ah, uh, the girl at Starbucks. Yes, yes, the girl at Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> and that's you. <laughs> married men are like, shut up, bro. Hey, married men are like, ixnay on the spank bank A. All right. They try to be like, <laughs> yeah, there's a gym. He at the gym looking at girls. Cause I used to be a personal trainer, so I used to see how the my my married men be looking at the girls in the gym. Hey guys, one more thing here. We're really getting started. I told you I had time today. No Kaylee's tonight. Hey, um, I just want to let y'all guys know. Then this is for the guys, ladies. I know. See, look, I, I'll give you one too. Hey, this is for this is for the ladies. Let me see here. I, I gotta pull up this meme. I want to tell the guys when you're looking at women. When you're looking at women and you're doing your spank bank thing or whatever you're doing, uh, when you're trying to peep them out in the corner, you know what I mean? And you're looking at the young girls, you're like, oh, look, you know, you think you're slick, but this is what you look like right here. This is what you look like when y'all peeping women out. All right. I just want to let y'all know right here. Where, where is it? Let me let me get let me go on my. This is what y'all look like when y'all trying to peep women on the sneak. I'm just trying to let y'all know y'all don't y'all not you're not very you're you're not inconspicuous at all. You staring at them, you eye graping them, 
You looking all sideways at them. You look like a serial killer. <laughs> okay. And that's why women look at y'all and call y'all creepy. Because this is what you look like when y'all try to <laughs> put your spank bank. <laughs> you like this. Oh, look at that girl right there. All right. Y'all get you some sunglasses. Get some sunglasses, tint your windows. All right. I got I, I drive around with tinted windows. So I can be looking at people all the time in the car like this, just looking at them. Mm. <laughs> but y'all try to put them in the spank bank. This is what y'all look like. So I want men to realize <laughs> what you guys look like when you're oogling women. All right. <laughs> this right here. You like like a little digital camera, bro. This is what you look like. So y'all brothers need to chill for real. Chill out looking at women like this, man. This is why they report y'all. <laughs> And then when they catch you looking, you try to straighten up. And then the game artists say, all right, it's time to run game after you look like a psycho. <laughs> all right. Anyway, stop oogling at women. This is very non-professional thing to do. Let's get it in here. Who else? I got some. Super, I got more super chats. I got more super chats. This show is going okay so far. Aaron guy says, what about the men who get married for the money? For the money. I got money. It's a business decision at the end of the day. Hmm. But men get married for the money. <laughs> All right. Marrying women for the money? Uh, a couple more here. Let's see how far we got to go. I got to get a couple more. I got to go to. Hmm. Swing Out Museum says, I'm from Texas and I had a so-called common law wife. She put a brother man in a big hole. Common law wife. This is why you guys got to know. You guys got to know the marital laws. You got to know the marital laws. Uh, guys, you guys don't know the marital laws. He says men avoid marriage to modern women because of an wait become become men avoid marriage to an adopt a modern woman become an adopt a husband or a foster care husband. That is the future of relationships. Yeah, man. It doesn't really put you in the driver's seat to anything. I'm gonna do one more. I'm going to do one more. Joe Cool says, so the he says, so the man who marries his fiance does right. And the man who does not marry does better. And he says, this is first Corinthians seven and 38, according to the Bible, free agent lifestyle, because the Bible tells me so. Shout out to coach gang in Tejas. Shout out to everybody in Texas. We got a great show today. Um, let's see here. We're going to go here. Let's add this to the stream. We're going to jump right into it since I wasted time. As you guys know, we talk about the married here. Um, I gave you the statistic yesterday, the statistics. Here it is. Just 18% of America households are families with married parents. Are they married parents? Uh, there's a flat back right there, and there's a, a gump, all right, uh, walking down that aisle. But as you can see here, um, in the last couple of decades, marriage and two-parent households are almost a rarity. It is almost the rarest form of household in America, although statistically we're talking about 23 million households. So it's still a lot. So it's enough for people to say, no, Sally and James down the street are still married and have kids. Everyone in my community, you know, there's always that one person. What are you talking about? Everybody in Des Moines, Iowa, I know are married and they're having kids. What do you mean the birth rate's declining, coach? I live in Boise, Idaho. Everybody's married and have kids. I live in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Everyone's married and have kids. You know what I mean? There's always that one person, despite all the evidence that I present. Hey, coach, what are you talking about? I live in Salt Lake City. I live in Sandy, Utah. Everybody I know is married. 
And they're having kids like crazy. What do you mean the birth rate's declining? Same thing here. You show this, and as a nationwide statistic, the least common household is married with children, and everybody else is out here having a fornication party and a bisexual party, all right? And they're out here claiming every other gender. Everybody's in here broken home like crazy, all right? But they will swear up and down that I'm making this up. And so this is a very small percentage. Remember, there's there's 130 million households, and only 23 million of them have this particular type of breakdown, the nuclear family. So um, let's get into this. Let's play the video. This is according to uh, the Dave Ramsey show. This is the Dr. John Deloney show. We're using him again. So I will have to invoke my privileges, Dr. I, mean, I know this is the second time. I know you're going to be like, come on, son. We're going to invoke the fair use privilege. All right, here we go. Uh, just, because, just in case you're new. All right, fair use. We can do these for teaching purposes. We don't need to ask you for permission, but you know, you do what you got to do. Anyway, this guy says, I've been in a terrible marriage for six years. What can I do? Men don't know what to do. Men don't know what to do. All right. And so men are stuck, namely because they don't want to get screwed. They think if I get divorced, I'm going to get screwed. Okay. Um, anyway, I had to read something real quick. And so in, in order to not get screwed, they stay in the marriage. And then what ends up happening is the woman stays long enough until she's fully funded, fully vested, and then she bounces. All right. And then she say, he goes, what? I didn't believe she was going to leave me. What do I do now? Well, let's play the video. Hold up. I can't hear it. Can you? All right. Let's go to oh. Jared in Iowa City. Jared. Iowa City. Hey, coach. Everybody I know in Iowa City is pregnant and having babies, and they're having marriages. Okay, Iowa City. Terrible marriages. What's up, dude? Hey, hey. good morning, Doc. Good. Hey, I almost made a Subway joke, and then I realized it's not fun anymore. So, <laughs> good for right. you, Jared. All right. How old, are, how old are you, man? Uh, 36. 36? This is very... Um, 36 is a very common age for your marriage to fall apart. All right, especially you got married right around 30. All right, right around 29, 28. That happened to me. 36, that's a six, seven year itch. That is a very common age for the marriage to fall apart. But she's doing you a solid because if you get if you get divorced now, you have enough life to recover. But if you wait another five or 10 years, you've you've shortened your life. You shorten your recovery period. But continuing on. Did you get that growing up? Subway jokes. Okay, man, get to the uh, damn point. Yeah, maybe the last few years or so. <laughs> if you'd been my friend, I would have been pretty relentless with him. Um, oh but boy. I'm glad we're meeting now on the other end of Jared's not that funny anymore. All right. So what's up, dude? How can I help? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I've got, uh, been married for six years now. Um, <clears throat> and basically I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> He's that basic. I don't like it. A lot of men get into the marriage and realize, damn, like, I really did this. And you're stuck now. You're literally stuck legally because this is a legal decision. You can't just be like, I changed my mind. All right. So once you cross that aisle, once you get the state marriage license, you're in it. All right. Uh, you can get it annulled if it's under two years, depending on your state's laws. But uh, you're in it, guys. Here we go. Um, I uh, kind of hate being married. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just been a terrible marriage uh, the whole time. Okay. Um, we've never really gotten along. It's never been good. Okay, never really gotten along, never really been good, but I swear to God, 
his wife probably thinks she has a great marriage. Why? Because she runs all over him, and he probably just says, yes, dear. Uh, <clears throat> we've we've uh, found out throughout the marriage that, you know, we both kind of thought we made a mistake right after getting married. Okay. Um, fast forward to now we're expecting our first child. Uh-oh. Oh, a, ch- a kid is coming. So this is him trying to back out before the kid comes. Guys, it's too late. Once the kid comes, you're responsible. Man up. All right. I'm sorry. It sounds like a simp advice. You're in. You're in, dude. You're... He says bad news for that guy. It's done. You're you're screwed. You're, you're, you're talking about a lifetime commitment here. You got married and now you're gonna have the kid. The kid, the woman's pregnant, and now you want to back out. Jeez. You done effed up. It's over. All right, continuing on, sir. And kind of, kind of concerned that uh, as as to how it's gonna, how this is gonna affect the child, and, and maybe get some some of your advice. <clears throat> uh, the kid ain't even here yet, and he's trying to learn how it's gonna affect the kid. Oh boy. And um, maybe how to uh, uh, better the marriage and and or. Um, not let it affect our child. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Man, you said a lot there. Um, <laughs> congrats on having a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold, Doc. That was a cold dig right there. Congrats on having the kid. Yes. And congrats yeah. on recognizing that the way y'all are doing stuff is going to melt that kid. Right. Yeah. So when you say <laughs> you don't like it. It's never been good. When anyone says the word never, I would usually roll my eyes. So this is true. I have to give them that one. That is true. Women normally use that one. You never. And I always. All right. That's that's going to be a lie either way. But go ahead. Help me what never means. It's never been good. What does that mean? Uh, I don't like it. Well, I mean, yeah, basically, uh, um, you know, we got married on a Saturday and, and Sunday <clears throat> we both thought we'd made a mistake and uh you know monday thought maybe we should have gotten an annulment kind of a thing uh too late she's she's in the driver's seat um, yeah but that was six years it, ago it, dude yeah six years past right that. i right. agree and, and it, it and y'all had some sex in between that so i don't want to hear this the regret is too late guys it just we, just we don't get along we uh you know home is not is not a place where uh uh where we want to be together anyway you know i mean why do y'all choose to uh, do that? Please let me know. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, oh, boy. I'm not happy. <laughs> See, there, this, this is why I'm here for guys like this. You should not get married. Guys, if you're thinking like this, do not get married at all. You're going to regret it because getting married is easy. Getting divorced is hard. Do not do it if you're not 100% complete that you want to do it. I guess from my perspective, uh, I think we should be, you know, living large. Uh, Huh? We're we're both doing well professionally. Huh? Um, <clears throat> no, but for six years, uh, y'all have decided to be miserable. Why have you chosen that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, it's been tough. <laughs> so I'm asking you, like, why are you choosing that? Well, I um, I try. I actually try to wake up every day, you know, as a as a new day, um, you know, with an attitude of. Uh, hey guys. This guy doesn't realize he's in a forever position. Like his, 
he made a vow for forever. And he literally is like, I want to wake up. It's a new day. I hope it's going to be better. Guys, it's not. Mm. If it's bad already, it's going to get worse. You know, hopefully, hopefully it'll be a better day and, you know, try and try and take steps with her to, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, keep her happy, I guess. So this is all uh, her, this is all her fault. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Hey, as much as Pete, you want to call him a simp, he actually is giving this guy the right questions. He's trying to act like it's all her fault. I, you know, we don't hear the other side of the story here. Somebody said he might have a good girl. He, he said, what is he talking about? Uh, he might have another girl. What is this? This dude is out of his mind. No, I wouldn't blame it on her. That's not, that's not. Uh, so answer my, answer my question, brother. Why have you, you got married on a Saturday, you woke up on Sunday and thought, whoops. And then Monday y'all talked about, hey, we think this was a screw. How'd y'all, how long did y'all date before that? Good question. Um, <clears throat> dated about a year and a half and then we're engaged for about a year and a half. Yeah. Three years. Read my book, 52 Things. Three years is not enough. Here's the th- and she, he got married as a buzzer beater, obviously. I just want to let you know, according to my math, I don't know her age, but this is a buzzer beater marriage, okay? I mean, just think about the age. They got married around his 29th or 30th birthday. Um, he's now 36. So let's just say uh, the average marriage, there's a two or three year gap. So she's either 34, 35, 36, 37, uh, or 38. There's somewhere in between 34 and 38. It's a buzzer beater marriage. He got married on her time clock because she wanted to have kids. That's what happened. The thing, it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't. Y'all may have woke up on Sunday scared to death. You may have woke up on Monday terrified. Or found yourself like you. on a on a roofing job with no tools, right? Y'all were in the middle of something. You didn't know what you're doing. <laughs> you didn't make a mistake. Y'all made a, a, a choice after three years together. There it is. Slavery is a choice. Y'all thought through this very, very well. And now for the last six years, you got a decade in with this person. Yep. Six years, you have this, well, we shouldn't have. Well, we shouldn't have. And I'm sitting here listening to you thinking, yeah, but you did. And so then what? Now what? And so it sounds like for six years, you you guys have actively chosen to not cultivate desire, to not just turn all the lights on and say, what are we doing? Sure. You're a good professional, right? You say you're successful as a professional? Sure. Yeah, you're not dumb, right? Are you dumb? Yes. Yes, you are. Um, no. Yeah, you're not dumb. <clears throat> are you fun to be around to your friends like you? Yeah. Like, do you like music or yeah. sports or things? Yeah, we have a good time, generally. So, <laughs> why, when it comes to your wife, have you chosen for a decade to be less than joyful? Well, because marriage is a prison. All right, let's just be honest. Uh, this guy's not giving him any. He, he's doing the right thing. He's he's leading them, but now he's trying to side for the marriage, which that's what they're going to do on this particular side of the the argument. But um, marriage is not good for men, and this guy knows it. <clears throat> not her. Uh, like, why have you chosen that? This dude. Yeah, I I, uh, <clears throat> I guess I don't. I don't think that I've chosen that. I've. Uh, like I said, I tried, try to uh, make the best of things, and, and uh, yeah, I know. Do you hear that language? It's like, yeah, I'm not- he want to give up. He want to give up. He's he's giving up. He he don't have no fight left for this marriage. All right? I'm not gonna have knee surgery. I'm not going to do physical therapy. I'm just gonna try to limp the best I can. 
right? You have yeah. actively chosen to not do things to make this thing better. <laughs> so let me ask you the other side. Why haven't you just moved out? Dude, why don't you just leave? Yeah. This is your one precious you life. Yeah. You got one. Thank you. Okay, now we're siding. Now we got him. He woke up. He's snapping right now. And you've given right. a decade to, well, I just probably shouldn't have. Like, why? <laughs> Why don't you just move out? Well, well, right. Um, you know, we've, we've had uh, conversations about divorce. I know. Uh, Listen, I don't care about your conversations. Why haven't you done it? Um, yeah, I guess I, I, I value I value the uh, marriage vows. Um, <laughs> okay. And, uh, so if you and... so you, va- you value the vows. You value the, the commitment. Awesome. Do we, are, Ladies, is these the type of men y'all deal with? Good Lord. But you, hey, women who marry men like this should be put in jail. Because <laughs> uh, you're going to try to make a marriage out of this gum. You know what? And that's you. You know who this man is? I'm going to tell you who this man is. I'm going to show you who. I'm going to show you the wife of this man. Let's go ahead and roll the film. I'm going to show you the wife. The woman who married this man is this woman right here. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. (laughs) We may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, a.k.a. nice guys, right? And that's you. Yeah, lady, this is what happens when you marry a that's you guy. And that's you. This is what happens when you hop off the carousel and find the closest gump and marry him. This this is what you get. So when you get, when you're mad, when your marriage don't work out, he, and he don't start acting white, right? Or white, right? That's the man you chose. Don't value the human on the other end of that commitment. And you don't value the guy who made that commitment. You see what I'm saying? Kind of. If you valued you, you would say, dude, I want to be Okay. We're going to dance in the living room. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's beautiful. Wait, he asked. And it's like, well, we made this vow, so I'm just resigned to... Can I ask you a, a personal? Well, we're asking personal questions. We're already in it. You're not attracted to her, are you? Uh, yeah, I am. <clears throat> She's beautiful. I can't take much more of this. I can't take much more of this. So I, I'm going to play a little bit more. Hopefully it gets a little better. Are you sure? Yes. Is she attracted to you? No. Nope. She's not. As far as I know. Does she think you're dumb? Yes. I don't think so. And that's you. <laughs> do, do, do you hear the question the answers to the questions? Like it's y'all are in this weird <clears throat> stalemate. Why why do you think you made a mistake? Like for um, six years you've been <clears throat> living with this idea that we just uh, we just made us. We screwed up. Well, it's, it's 
um, you know, prior prior to the marriage, you know, as far as dating and, and at the time of dating and in, in engagement, you know, she, we, you know, our relationship was one way. <clears throat> oh, here it comes. Okay, here it comes. I knew it was something I had to show you. So he got bait and switched. All right, so this is what it is. This is what it is. He's going to explain he got bait and switched. All right, so th- he can't explain it any better, but he's trying to put two words together. All right, here we go. He got bait and switched. Here we go. Well, it's, it's um, you know, prior prior to the marriage, you know, as far as dating and, and at the time of dating and in, in engagement, you know, she, we, you know, our relationship was one way. <clears throat> and and um, then after we got married, you know, it, it, uh, it's like a uh, switch flipped. Um, there it is right there. The switch flipped. And now it's the what's, other way. What's the switch? Um, well, you know, again, again, we've, we've talked about it a little bit. Uh, I don't care I, what you talked about. Talk it with me. What's the switch that flipped? She said, she, she told me that, that, um, that, uh, when I were married, so, um, she doesn't have to be nice to me anymore. Okay. So there it is right there. So she basically pulled this card. She married him. She said, and that's this you. is according to him. And then she bait and switched him. Um, I think he's trying to be nice about it, but she said, now that I'm married, I don't have to suck your salami anymore. I don't have to be nice to you. I could be an a-hole. You're stuck. You can't go nowhere. You messed up. I think that's what he's hinting at. There was a bait and switch. She gained weight. She no longer performs for me. She doesn't. She smells like a bag of onions. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. And so this this is what it sounds like is happening, but he doesn't know how to explain it. Well played. Well played. <laughs> yep. So his yeah. stuff. she said, I got married and now I don't have to be nice to you. I'm going to be mean. And did it affect your intimate life? Probably. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, there it is. Okay. There it is. Th- that's what it is. The bedroom is dead. All right. She bait and switched them. Again, I just talked about the penis fly trap. She ba- she used them with sex. This is common. And then once the marriage happens, she says, I no longer have to do that. Okay. So now it's like, oh, I got you. So why, if you were writing a story about your wife, why would you think that she is choosing to be miserable? Because just being not kind, choosing to not have great sex. With the person. Well, she's in the bag now. She got the bag. Gotta get my bag and run. She got what she wanted, all right? And, like, she's married. Like, if he divorces her, he wins. And now she has a child. So he better get a DNA test. Person you're married to, choosing to not do things with somebody and walk around like, oh, well, I guess we're just... Like, that's a choice to be miserable. Why is she choosing that? Because I'm not happy. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I wish I knew. Yeah, see, he hasn't been watching any of my content. He would know that this is classic marriage wheel trap. All right, that's what happened. He got marriage wheel trapped, and uh, now he's stuck. He got that's you. And that's you. She said, got him. All right, that's what happened. All right, and so we know this now because I've broken this down to a science and an art. <laughs> and so he got bait and switched. She no longer has to perform. And now he's stuck because he's in the investment stage before the bait and switch. The bait and switch already happened. And now he's got a baby coming. He knows he's screwed. So that's what happened. All right. So uh, let me do some super chats. And then we're going to give you five pieces of advice is what this guy should do. If you're in a situation, how should you proceed? All right. What you should do in planning your divorce. And uh, somebody mentioned earlier, men can't get involved in planning divorces. It can be seen as a conspiracy and used against you. But we're going to we're going to give you some things that you should do in order to get out of a situation like that. If he called me 
what would I tell him? Uh, Mark Darden, thank you for becoming a new member of the Big Timers. Warhammer's back in the building. The Genetic Freak 84, the most electrifying coach in the manosphere. Thank you, man. NSA Al Hobsey is sponsoring today's show. Great information we're providing today. Just finished watching the latest Blue Chip Mindset uh, uh, session. Salute to you, coach, 100%. And to the coach gang, thank you, sir, for the contribution to the Blue Chip Blue Chip. Not blue scent, the blue chip mindset. Moose Hefner coached the Aaron Rodgers engagement was called off. I'm going to do on my sports channel. I'm thinking of a new thing to do. I need some inspiration for that channel. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to probably start with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to talk about his dating history and is it his engagement and marriage history. And then I might go into other. I'm thinking of different ways that I can use that channel as opposed to just reporting on sports and politics related to sports. I'm thinking that I can kind of tie in relationships to the sports channel and give a little bit of an angle. And I read today that Aaron Rodgers broke off his engagement to his his latest girl. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go down. Danica Patrick, Olivia, whatever, Olivia mom, this recent girl. There's something going on right there. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start with that. That's kind of where I probably will take my sports channel. It's going to take a lot of editing, though. I'm trying to not do I'm over. I'm overly consumed. I swear to God, people will be like, you must be watching this person and be talking like this. I'm like, bro, I don't have no time, really. I, I don't. I'm be. I'm I'm literally pissed off that I don't produce as much as I do. And I'm overproducing right now. I produce a lot. All right. I can't stop. Won't stop. Aaron Rodgers is an interesting character too, man. I don't know, man. He's I, he's one of those guys. He's interesting. By the way, Aaron Rodgers, if you watch me, shout out to the Ghost Gang. All right, Rory says I initiated and filed for divorce several years ago. Peace, quiet, and freedom, and no debt. I'll never look back, and he's never going forward. All right, he's never going to do it again. All right, Doxy Trash says these IG girls flying into Cleveland like crazy looking like Russia on the border outside of the NBA All-Star Club event, getting ready to attack. Is the All-Star game about to come up in Cleveland? Hey, remember I told you when I was in college, same thing happened. I remember some of my female friends were like, we going to the All-Star game in Washington, D.C. I was like, remember I was dumb back then. I was like, <laughs> I was like, why are y'all going to the All-Star game? Y'all like basketball? Little did I know. These girls were going there to line up to get their insides pushed to their esophagus by NBA players, guys. It would be like us going to the, what is the prawn event in Las Vegas? It'd be like us going to a cheerleading convention. All right. By the way, I went to a cheerleading convention one time. <laughs> it wasn't a cheerleading event. I went to the Pro Bowl. I was playing, my university was playing the University of Hawaii, and we were there during the Pro Bowl. And the cheerleaders, every NFL cheerleaders were there. I still have those pictures. I was like, what? Cheerleaders walking up and down Kalakaua Avenue. NFL players walking up and down Kalakaua Avenue. All right. I got pictures with the 49ers cheerleaders, the Redskins cheerleaders. I'm like, yee. You should see me. <laughs> oh, I was a young dude then. I think I was like um 20, probably was like 25, 26. I was like, NFL cheerleaders. All right. They're more like dancers. They're not cheerleaders. All right, L. Fry says, my divorced boomer mom just tried to convince me on marriage, asked her if she was going to pay for the divorce crickets. <laughs> she said, nope. Oh, man. Uh, somebody's asking about free agent tank tops. Those are gone. They sold out like me. 
Tracy Mills, coach, keep doing what you do. Don't worry about these Humpty Gumps in the building. Shout out to you. Frodo Bagham Young says, I got flooded with peace lead, then it dwindled. Then she caught me watching prawn never again. I know the meaning, guys. Um, guys, women, that's ladies, ladies don't even know that. Like, there's a lady right now, she's 23, you're 24, 25. I can't believe women do that. Why don't there have why is there no intimacy? I could never, you know, she's not married, she wants to get married. And that's you. She's like, I can't just imagine you not just giving your husband any. How is that possible? You don't know marriage. Marriage is the king of the woman leverages her 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 marital missionary right over the guy's head, dangles it like this. All right. Not to mention, she lets it get all overblown, functified. She don't care. There's all kind of beard stubble on it. And then she goes out there and had a nerve to go shake it in front of other guys. Oh, marriage is marriage is a disaster, guys. It's a it's a disaster in that the bait and switch happens. She don't even know she's going to bait and switch. And she bait and switches you. And she'd just be like, what? Huh? Like, it's normal. It's normal. It's, it's normal. She's like, what? You're supposed to jump around like a dancing monkey for my piece lead. Like, no, I married it. Not that I own it or anything, but, mm, okay, can I go get some from somewhere else? No. Nope. Well, are you going to give me some? No. <laughs> I don't feel like it. <laughs> You're like, well, let me get this straight. <laughs> let me get this straight. You don't want to give me any. I got to jump around. I got to do chores. I got to make you happy. I got to make you feel special. But I can't go, go, go to the junior college and get none. I, you're going to divorce me if I go. Yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> nope. It's crazy. I got money. Obi Tri says some of the news networks today, uh, with the woman saying there are going to be an uh there are going to be an un uptick in wait, saw on the news today saying woman a woman saying there's gonna be an uptick in marriage in 2022. The divorce lawyers are rubbing their hands together right now. I don't think she is being truthful. I don't know where she's getting her research. I think she's trying to say that the, 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 the C-19 restrictions are being lifted so that more people is going to be like the roaring 20s. Um, there's, I don't think there's going to be an uptick in marriage, no. I mean, just look at our statistics. There's not going to be an uptick in marriage. What there's going to be is thottery. The thottery is going to be out, out crazy, all right? Uh, I don't know if you remember after the uh, Spanish flu entered in the roaring 20s, which was thottery on an unseen level in the United States of America. All right. There wasn't marriage. It was thottery. Um, and then eventually it led into the Great Depression. So I anticipate we probably will follow the same cycle because history repeats itself and humanity is not very intelligent. We're basically going to do the same thing. OK. But uh, in, in, anyway. <laughs> Wisdom Vision Production says my father really let me see here. He says my father refused my advice and married his third wife two months after meeting her. Oh, my goodness. Now, two years later, he is entering the I'm not happy stage, and he says now he wants my help, and he's staring at him Martin Lutherly. So now you want help. The thing about men, and we talk about marriage as if women are out here setting us up. No, what it does, it takes men to keep falling for this. There's the praying mantis. 
you guys keep um, saying the praying mantis is evil. The praying mantis is not evil. All she does is toot her butt up, and here you come. <laughs> what do I do now? This is what that guy is saying right now. This is why you got to listen to my show. I think people are going to get married still that listen to my show. But what I would tell you is I'm going to caution you. If you decide to walk that aisle and cross that line and jump that broom, you're on your own. Once you do that, you're on your own. Nobody can help you. As long as you know that, proceed accordingly. But don't come looking for no help once you cross that aisle. Lissa, the one says, who hurt you? You're mad your wife left you. Thank you, Lissa. I'm mad my wife left her, left me. Who hurt you? I'm mad my wife left me. <laughs> I never. I'm glad you literally super chatted that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Man, I'm going to tell you, Lissa, you reminded me you're bringing back some awful memories. So it is time to finally admit I am hurt and bitter. Since you super chatted this, I got to do this. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, it's not you. It is me. It is me. It is not the statistics. It is me who was actually just in pain and crumbling that my wife left me despite the fact that i left her but that that goes without saying um and i can finally admit i'm gonna cry like a pro-black gump and all of the single mother race peace sitting down black men that seem to cry when they're doing good or bad i can't figure it out <laughs> tears i shed so many tears yeah Tupac, I'm going to cry on Lissa's account. Lissa, it took you and only you after three years of making this content for me to finally admit, shed so many tears that I'm hurt. I'm mad and angry. Dear mama, no more pain. I need women in my life. I need my wife. It's been 10 years since I've been divorced and I'm lonely. I'm broke. And it's time, Lissa. So I want to appreciate you. I'm hurt. I am hurt and bitter. What, what else did she say I was? Hold on for a second. I got to follow the script. Oh, I'm mad. I am also mad. I'm hurt and mad. These sound like feminine emotional characteristics, but I'm going to attach it to myself. Shed so many tears. Oh, there's more music. I got to go on. Melissa, you're getting your money's worth here. What else should I say here? Um, I'm gay. Perhaps that I'm also gay. I also can't get women. I'm also a virgin. I just wanted to tell you that. I, I was married, but I'm also a virgin. Oh, I'm an incel too. I, while, while we're admitting things, I'm also an incel but I was married and could get a woman though, but I don't know. What else? I'm ugly. I'm dusty. What else do we add, Lisa? I'm giving you your money's worth here. Is there any music left? And did I steal that music from anyone? Why don't we... <laughs> Why don't we just handle everything and fully admit I stole the music from someone too. Somebody will come later and say I stole that music. Oh, I'm bald. I'm bald and I'm fat, but I'm skinny. I don't know what it is. Lissa, thank you. Alyssa, is it Lissa? Lissa the one, Liza, Lissa. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have had this 
conclusion. Thank you very much. I really want to appreciate you. Man, you're good. I mean, it just took her to figure it out after three years. I Somebody hurt me, and I'm mad my wife left me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I ain't got no 9-11. And it's an old black used 9-11, according to someone this morning. Oh, you got a used old one. And I'm skinny fat. <laughs> Are we healed now? As a matter of fact, we're going to switch my entire direction of my content since Lissa called me out or Liza. I'm now going to promote marriage. <laughs> Thank you for the donation. All right, let's do a couple more and then get on. Charlie Brown says Valentine's Day 2022 gift. Divorce papers. He says being married is like being forced to keep the same used car in your garage and you have to get permission to drive it. Shout out to you. Did you get divorce papers for real? Oh, man. <laughs> Dylan Z says, Coach, did you ever see the movie The Marriage Story? I have. He says, if their goal was to keep me off the plantation, they succeeded. All right. And so you're watching The Marriage Story. And there were women literally like, yes, that's how it is. And she was screwing the guy. <laughs> All right. Like, wow. All right. Shout out to C Squared. I know men personally who work and only want to work not for retirement no for the not for the big 401k pension no not for the ssi he says they just want to get away from their wives we would laugh about it but the saddest truth are often the funniest jokes yep they, they had retirement age and they were like i'm not staying home with that woman it's crazy all right i'll do one more youtube trash talker i took off my i take off my glasses around women just uh, and they look, wait, they just look like running water <laughs> color painting. Oh, goodness. You're like, I don't want to look. Um, Yeah, I end up, I end up looking, though. <laughs> I just don't catch them looking. All right. When I'm walking, I don't look. I just look right past them and through. Uh, where are we at here? Oh, let's give you some advice. Oh, you know what I got to do to Cash App for the brothers over there. Who else is on the Cash App? Uh, Dank, Dank Digital says, take your time co tonight, coach. Taking my time. All right. Edward A says, Jaheem put that woman first. Now look at him. Getting the buzzer. He says, oh, remember the R&B singer Jaheem? What did he do? I heard he was, I won't say nothing here. But what happened? Jaheem got divorced? R&B singers never follow R&B singers. XL Pro Services, my older sister, uh, been married more than J-Lo. <laughs> Goodness. <clears throat> Shout out to the brothers on the Cash App. Hey, um, that was an interesting thing. We connected, I believe. I think I connected with Lysa. All right, so uh, let me see. Do I have, um, I guess I don't have it. I don't have anything, uh, anything to, um, any slides for this one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you five things. One, two, three, four, five. Five, oh, six things. Six things to for you to do if you want to divorce your wife right now. If you're in a miserable marriage, like this guy that called, all right, I'm going to have to put up a slide. Let me see here. These are things that you should do as a man. Let's see here. I got I to gotta type it in. This is going to be bad here. All right, so uh, the first thing you're going to do, the first thing you're going to do you're in a miserable marriage. You got to find out what's going on. I probably can guess. Um, let me see. Not reason. I'm going to see here. Thing number one. Let's just put number one. One, 
what you're going to do first is you're going to meet with your attorney. I know you don't have one. Find one. Find an attorney, preferably close to you. Why do you want to find one close to you? Why do you want to find an attorney close to you? Odds are this is one, an attorney that she also is going to reach out to. Now, she's going to reach out to her friends who are going to suggest certain attorneys. The first couple of attorneys she gets are going to be dumb. And then the next one she's going to get are going to be pit bulls. You want to get this done before she hires the pit bull attorney. So you got to be on your, your P's and Q's. A lot of guys don't are not proactive like this. And I'm going to give you a hint. You guys want a hint? This is a strategy. This is a tactic. Because if you meet with every, any attorney you can for a consultation, which are usually free, she cannot hire that attorney against you. So you want to find the pit bull attorneys. You want to find all the a-hole attorneys out there that are going to be up in your rear end if she hires them. And Larry H. Parker ain't an attorney that you can hire. So if you, here's the hint. If you meet with an attorney, she cannot hire that attorney. So take every attorney in the five to 10 mile area, square mile area, and just do a consultation with them. It's going to take some work, but it's going to be worth it. Now, the next thing you want to do is also, you want to plunk down a um you want to plunk down a fee if the consultation is a thousand dollars it's going to be a good thousand dollars because they're going to tell you everything you're going to lose now this is what's going to happen guys just because you're proactive doesn't mean you're not going to lose you're still going to quote unquote lose this is what happens when you sign up with mar for marriage you're going to take a l but you want to take the l in the control setting all right you want to kind of control the l as opposed to getting hit over the head with the l so meet with an attorney, see how much, pay the money. The money is cheap compared to what you're about to lose when you go through the divorce. If it's $500, pay it. If it's $1,000, pay it. All right. And let him know what everything is. Do not be stuttering, stammering. Do not leave out details. If you cheated on your wife, let her, let the attorney know, him or her know. Let them know what's going on so they can be proactive in protecting you and as much as they can. And just the reality of the situation, um, they can only do so much. The family law codes are already written, and these attorneys participate in the Bar Association, which never will get rid of marital laws because they benefit greatly from them. So all they're going to do is make sure procedure is, is, is taken care of. They might even tell you, you don't need my help. This seems pretty clear and cut. Hire a mediator. They may even tell you that. And if you follow my steps, you might be able to get out of this through mediation without even going to court. You might be able to iron it out beforehand, but you want to make sure you have the information up front and not learn as, as she files for the divorce. All right. If you learn as she's filing for the divorce, it's going to be colossal fail. Okay. So figure out what you're going to lose, be comfortable with what you're going to lose and accept what you're going to lose and don't fight it too much. Right. For instance, don't say, well, I'm hoping she doesn't go for my pension if I give her the house. All right, that's something that you can negotiate before the tears start, and we're going to get to that. You can negotiate that, but just know she's entitled to it. She may be entitled to it. And so don't be a dumbass going, well, I don't think she'll do that. I'll mention it to her, and she might just decide not to do it. All right, <laughs> we're going to get to that as well. All right, just accept what you're going to lose. You decided to be a gump and marry. You decided to go against my advice. You decided to go and fall for the penis flytrap. Find out what you're going to lose and accept it. 
accept it. You're going to lose something. All right, so let's go to the next one, number two. What's number two here? I got to type it in. Oh, this is going to be important. This is going to be important. Number two. Let me see here. I got to type it in. Let me see if I, how many typos that I'm going to have in here. Uh, number two. And these are, oh, wait, put it up there. Save it. Number two, get your paperwork in order. Now, some dudes, you guys are, again, I'm talking to men, and you guys are sloppy already with this. Your car registration ain't is, is invalid. You ain't got no current car insurance, all right? You don't have it in your glove compartment. You didn't take a picture of it. So when you get pulled over, you're going to get your car impounded. Your driver's license is expired. You don't even have a passport. And if you do have a passport, it's expired. So let me just tell you, men, if you have children especially, you want to, before the fireworks start, get your paperwork and affair in orders. Meaning, if you have kids, you want to know your kids' teachers' names. That's going to be held against you if you don't know. You need to find out what your kids' teachers' names are because she's going to go into court and say, I want custody of the kids because this guy don't even know the kids' teachers' names. And you're going to say, yes, I do. What are their names? Uh, Exactly. Okay, so you're going to look like an a-hole, and the judge is going to say, you ain't even a participant. Put the kids with the mom. Find out your kids' teachers' name. Get the report cards. All right, get the report cards. Photocopy them. Put them in a file. Get your kids' clothing sizes. Grab a piece of their clothing. Or write it down. Put it in your notes. You're going to need this information. Your dumbass is going to need this information because when you move to your new house at some particular point, and you will, you're not going to have their clothing size. And you don't want to ask your ex-wife this information because she's going to use it against you in a divorce. See, you don't even know the kid's clothing size. You don't even know the kid's uh, shoe size. Get a piece of their clothing. Take a piece before you leave. Take a shirt. Take a pair of shorts. Take a pair of undies. Even the captain underpants. Take a book. All of these things. And know it. And they're going to grow like crazy. So you got to know this information. The next thing you're going to do, get the social security card and copy it. I know your dumbass don't even know your kid's social security number. You barely know yours. But you're going to need this information. And if you wait to call your ex-wife or your spouse that you're separating from for, to get this information when you're filling out paperwork, your ass is going to look stupid. She's going to hold you against it. It's going to hold it against you. So get their social security number, copy it. You don't even have to take the card. Just take the, the, the copy. Then you can go to the Social Security Administration and order a additional card. You can order it. It's, it's cheap, but you're going to not be able to afford it because you're going to be broke after your divorce. Get their birth certificate. Copy it. You're going to need this. Okay. You're going to need this. Get the birth certificate. Get a, don't take the original. Just photocopy it. You're never going to need the, rarely ever going to need the original unless you apply for the kid's passport. At that point, you need her to show up anyway. Copy the birth certificate. Okay. Social security card number. Get the number. Put it in your phone. You're going to need it at time. You're going to need it when you file for the divorce. You're going to need it. Get the social security number. Get the birth certificate. You're going to need it. Get a copy of your marriage license. Get a copy of it. Just in case you want to contest it. And then write out, if the if you do move from your house, which we'll get to next, write down the date that y'all broke up. Write down the dates that y'all broke up. This is going to be the date of separation. 
because they're going to say, okay, what is the data separation? And your dumb ass is going, oh, like this guy on the phone. I left the house or we broke up. We stopped having sex. We called the end of the relationship on this day. That's going to be an important day. You're going to have to contest it. Nope, it was this day. Okay, why does that become important? Because that's the date that all the financials stop. Whatever that date is in some states, your finances after that date are yours. They're no longer hers. Okay, the marital clock stops on the date of separation. Know what day that is. All right, the next thing you're going to do, get family photos that you want to keep. Whatever family photos you want to keep, uh, get them now. Get some copies, download them digitally, whatever you want to do. Save them to your Facebook, whatever you want to do as private. Get them because it's going to damn be hard to get them if after the fact. Okay. Okay. So you want to get this in order. Get all of your paperwork in order. Get a little file folder. Put them in the file folder. Put them somewhere in your closet so that when you are planning your escape or your exit, you have this information and you don't have to go back and source her. Anytime you have to source her for any information, hey, hon, and she's steaming mad at you and she's with her pit bull attorney, what's little Johnny's shirt size? You're going to look like an a-hole. <laughs> okay. You're going to look like you don't know what's going on. You don't want to make that call. You don't want to make that call. Hey, what's little Johnny's teacher? Who's this sixth grade teacher? You don't want to make that call. They're going to use it against you. So um, I'm giving you some hardcore advice so you to listen here. And um, this will help you on the way out the door. All right. And now the next one, and then we'll do super chats. Point number three is once you've met with your attorney, once you've got leverage, meaning you've got information um, that will protect you just in case she goes off on you, the next thing you're going to do is start negotiating with your spouse. Start negotiating with her. Here's the deal. The reason why you want to negotiate now, you don't want to clobber over the head with the papers. You're signaling, we know this is over, right? You know this is over, right? And she's probably going to say, yes, this is over. You want her to say this. You don't want her to say, no, we're going to work this out. If you want to leave, if you want to file for the divorce, you don't want her to be in that mindset. If she's still working it out, that means she's still planning to hit you over the head with papers. You want her to say, it's over. I want you out. That's what mindset you want. And you're like, good. Okay, good. We're, 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 we're going to get me out. Here's the deal. Let's negotiate before the war happens, before the tears start falling. Because when you leave that house, she's going to be there for a week, and then it's going to get dark and cold. It's going to be hard having those kids. She's going to start, the tears are going to start falling in about a week. Then she's going to be angry. Then she's going to be vengeful, vindictive, could be. And it's over for you. You want to get the negotiation done right there. Hey, you want me out of here? Great. Let's get an agreement for child, uh, child custody. Let's get an apparent agreement. Let's agree. I know we are angry. I know you want to cheat on me. You're already cheating on me. You're already getting your back blown out. I'll let you go with that man. Let's just do 50-50 right off the top. Let's make it easy. Let's sign the papers right now. She might sign them right then and there. To get you out of the house, you might say anything, sign it. You can negotiate right there. But if you wait until after you leave and then other things happen that I'm going to tell you not to do, you're not going to get any negotiation. You're going to be basically have a terrorist. <laughs> you never negotiate with a terrorist. She might say, let's do some counseling. 
or something like that. You want to get everything done as quick as possible. Let's get it right out low front. I gave you 500 bucks. I'll leave the door 500 bucks a month and 50-50 um, uh, custody. Make it seem like she won. We can have the house. I'm going to go over whatever you want to do. Whatever L you're going to take, because you're going to take an L. Don't think you're getting out of this unscathed. You're going to probably take an L. All right, so um, try not to do the marital counseling. It's a waste of time. Tell her, hire her own attorney. Let her know how this is going, and let her know you know what's up before she even gets started. Then she's like, he did his homework, all right? Let your intentions be known and agree on what you're going to take and leave. So I want the blender. I'll, I'll, I'll get out of here if, it's, if the attorney says it's good enough for you to get out of here. Some attorneys might tell you, don't leave. You're going to lose leverage. But if it's like, hey, let's work this out, I'll go over here. I'm taking the blender, <laughs> the PlayStation 5. I'm taking the, the big screen television. I'm taking two towels. I'm taking silverware, plastic, whatever you're going to take. She might say, just take it and get out of there. But if you do this after the tears start, after the war has been initiated, after you blindsided her with paperwork, don't think everything she's going to, she's going to account for everything that you take from that house. And she's going to report it to the court. He took this. He took the blender. He took two forks and three knives. <laughs> he took two bath towels and left me with eight. I used to have 10 bath towels. Now I have eight on his account. Now I have to do two loads of laundry a week. I'm telling you, you think people don't get petty, but they get petty. So you want to be doing this in a negotiation when she wants you out and she wants to start over and she wants to start fornicating with other men. You want to get her in an agreeable mood. Hey, let's get this done. All right, let me do some super chats. And I got three more points that I want you to do, but I got to catch up on super chats. PTP says, interesting listening. He says, I'm Eastern European Serbian. Our women take care of the homestead while the men are away warring. Was wondering when you're, uh, when the Western Cretans uh, would figure it out. Simp is a great term. Shout out to you in Eastern Europe. Uh, yeah, we're not the same as Eastern Europe at all. Um, even, even parts of Western Europe, Europe have better marital and divorce laws than we do. Our laws are archaic and barbaric. And they reward the person for bad behavior sometimes. Our legal system is really jacked up. Um, it's really jacked up. The, the, our legal system is supposed to be fair. Um, I'm even talking about the criminal and the civil system. It's basically about the best lawyer you can afford and how patient you are in a legal war. Um, and then the other thing about the family law is that it's um, there's no constitution. You can't lean on the constitution meaning you have no constitutional rights that you would have in a criminal or a civil case. There's nothing. There's no constitutional law. There's not right to a speedy trial. You can't, there's no um, right to confront your accuser. There's no right to a fair trial. There's no, um, there's no right to an attorney, right? In a, in a court, in a, in a, in a criminal court, even if you have been known to commit the crime and have, it's obvious that you committed the crime. They literally will appoint a lawyer for you if you cannot afford one. They literally be like, well, you know, if you can't afford a lawyer, we have public defenders over here. Not even that in the family court. They're like, you can't afford no lawyer? Oh, well. So know that going in. 
the Constitution has nothing to do with uh, the family law court. So anyway, it's crazy. It's a it's something that you don't want to um, go through. Where are we at? Calvin Lawson, fun part is seeing all your exes in the arrest section of the paper after you turn free agent. Now, that's a good one. You dodged a bullet there. All right, Adrian Paul TV, shout out to the coach gang. Have a great week. And Kaylee, oh boy, we love him some Kaylee. There's Kaylee's everywhere, by the way. Very, very common woman. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always know it fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. <laughs> You'll meet a lot of Kaylee. Oh, by the way, uh, for remember, what was the girl's name? Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. After I got divorced, I was so knee deep in peace leave. I didn't even remember my wife's name. I would introduce her. I'd be like, my ex-wife. I was like, I didn't know nothing about. Man, that was the best day of my life, and I didn't. That that did not make me bitter at all. Right? What made me bitter was uh something else, and I've already attested to that. It had nothing to do with my marriage. All right, and I got a I got a law degree, essentially a law degree from my divorce i came out smelling like roses right i literally parlayed that into what you see today right where i can educate men i was in court so much i got an honorary law degree out here just busting up the whole damn thing <laughs> it's crazy eh. wisdom vision production says faith Hope is a belief based on an absence of data, and it's it invites disaster. Damien based Wayne's from the film Justice League versus Teen Titans. So faith is a belief based on the absence of data. It invites disaster. I love that. Uh, faith and hope don't work the same out here. All right, you can't just say faith and hope. All right, swing out museum, run run and around the marriage wheel. I'm oh, sorry, round and around. Sorry, round and around the marriage wheel. That's where that guy was going, round and around. All right, rational, irrationally, always have an escape plan. And everything you do, you must have an exit plan. With divorces the way they work, you should always have a plan for divorce. Okay, what if we get divorced? No, no, let's not talk about that. Our love is like no other love. We'll never get divorced. Look, look at everything. It's It's us, it's you and I, honey. We're like no other couple. We're not like those other couples. How many times did that work out? <laughs> I mean, that has literally not worked a lot. Not everybody that gets married, well, you picked the wrong one. No, they were the right one for a minute. They were the right one, baby. Uh-huh. They were the right one for a long time, and then it turned into the wrong one. I did pay for it. Uh, Starfighter, Street Fighter 88, Aaron Rodgers is stuck in a miserable marriage with the Packers. He better get his bag and Gotta run. Gotta get my bag and run. I think so, too. Malik, yes, I did pay for it. Uh, yeah, man, I think the he is stuck in a miserable marriage with the Packers. He's stuck with the Packers. Boosted Hatch, I should have known something was going on when my ex-girlfriend was uh, would tell me she was going to get waxed. She still gave me the same old excuse. She's tired and have to get up early and not feeling well. How many men, I don't know, you don't you don't have to say it. How many men have settled in with not having sex with their girlfriend that they cohabitated with and their wife? You probably many men have sat in 
gone two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, two months, three months, five months. All right. And um, a lot of men do it. They settle in. Oh, well. It is very common, guys. It is so crazy. It's a thing that that now that I look back, I go, I don't even know how I did that. But, you know, you were so young and dumb. You didn't know any better. Then she getting that piece lead wax. What you going? Why you need to get it waxed off? Why you waxing off the hair? Mm. Somebody else getting it. CJM, do you really believe that we are entering into the roaring 20s period? It seems like there's money everywhere, thoughts everywhere, and irresponsibly everywhere. Disciplined incels today will create carnage in uh, the Rockefellers, right? Uh, oh, disciplined incels today will create Carnegie's in Rockefeller, not carnage. Um, I think we are in the roaring 20s. Look at Seeking. Seeking.com. I mean, every day there's a new girl. It's like it's like it's like freshman orientation every week. I'll be like, oh, we got some new students this week. <laughs> All right. Like we got some great new students this week. Battery going to be off the bar, off the chart, off the charts. I'll be like, look at this new recruits. Here we go. It's on the clearance rack. Swing out museum. He says the pain. No more pain. Shout out to West Coast Red. She says, CGA, my Cali brother, no wife, no kids, no cohabitation equals a happy life. And I got to do one more and I'll get back to zero fallout after the, after this. He says, IG Kev T says, I, I'm 29, initiated my divorce on March 20, 20 and 21. He says, uh, after three years of being separated before I started being an army recruiter in Houston and he got away with no alimony, but she dropped me off at the child support office. Yes, sir, man. Living the free agent lifestyle monk mode. So, yeah, you, you you got away with the alimony. I think you said you were in Texas, right? Which is there's not really any alimony in the state of Texas, just so you know. If you get divorced in California, you're going to be jacked up. But Texas, I believe there's, I think it's community. I think it's uh, it's not a community property state. It is the best fair use of the judge, right? It's an equal. Um. And I'll give you some data here just so, you know, I'm the educator of men in this process. All right. Uh, uh, women and most most women have enough education out here when it comes to this. Men are well, they're not equipped at all. So you have community property states and you have um, uh, non-community property states. I, I'm missing the term. here. Uh, so these are the community property states in which everything's going to be split down the line. And then there's equitable distribu distribution. I believe it's what it's called in which the. Um, the states, yeah, see, Texas is community property. So it's split right down the middle. You, you split right down the middle. Uh, spousal support has a max of two years and up to 25% of income. So they're, they're telling you about Texas. Uh, but California is not that way. And then these are equitable distribution states. The yellow states are equitable distribution in which the judge gets to decide what's fair. In the, in the green states, it's right down the middle. All right. And so they'll take your... You know, in the equitable distribution state, the judge can just screw you over or favor you or go right down the middle. Right. It's up to the judge, as they call him, the judge. Uh, let's see here. Here come the judge. Just so you know, we are here to educate you. He says, get married in Las Vegas. All right, let me give you point number four because uh, we're doing that. We're educating. This is the best edutainment channel here. And based on the – and this is not legal advice, by the way. This is purely entertainment for purely, 
purely for entertainment purposes, like Kaylee. She's purely for entertainment purposes. So don't go into court and tell your judge, well, Coach Greg Adams said, don't tell him that. We don't want him to know me. Oh, um, let me see here. Point number four on this one is this. Plan your exit. Somebody even said it there. Plan your escape. Always have an escape plan. Plan your exit. So if you're just joining me, you met with your attorney. You know what you're going to lose, potentially. He, you told him all the stories. You told him how she cheated. Some cases, it don't matter who cheated or not. Affairs don't matter anymore. This is why there's called no-fault divorce. Almost every state is a no-fault divorce state. So it doesn't matter who cheated or not. doesn't matter unless... There's some sort of abuse going on. It doesn't matter. All right. Uh, the next thing is get your paperwork in order. Just so you guys remember, it doesn't matter if somebody cheated. It rarely matters. I think it maybe in South Carolina, it might matter. Everywhere else, it don't matter. Um, get your paperwork in order. Number three, negotiate with her before the war starts. Like Biden is doing with your boy over in Russia. They're negotiating before the fighting starts. And number four, plan your exit. So let's just say your, your attorney says, it's best that you move on, right? You can move out. You won't lose leverage in your custody. Some places you might lose leverage in your custody if you move out and just say, hell with it, I'm leaving. You have to know this. This is why I told you to meet with your attorney first. Don't just move the hell out and then ask for equal custody. Don't just move the hell out and not file for divorce because what's going to happen is she's going to wait a year or two and then the kid's custody is going to be as it was and then you're going to want to say, I want 50-50 custody, and it's too late. It's already been two years. The judge will say, just keep it the way you did it. You understand what I'm saying? So what you might want to do is move to a safe location. If you think your wife is going to snap on you, if you think she's going to poison your food, put antifreeze in your Gatorade, if you think while you're sleeping on the couch, she's going to come in with a rope or hire somebody to come in and rob the house and leave you clapped on the couch leaking, all right, you might want to just go ahead and move out. Go to your friend's house, go move into your car, go move into a studio apartment. Just go ahead and do something to keep your life in order. If you think that she could snap out on you, you might want to say, hey, I moved out because I thought she was going to kill me. <laughs> All right. Start talking to real estate agents. But before you do that, I got to get a, get a point. But this permits this prevents a domestic violation situation in which you guys know uh, in the courts, if a woman wants to get leverage in custody, she may instigate a domestic violence situation in which then if you fall for it, meaning you argue with her, you happen to shove her, you happen to dot her eye, you manage to get into a rage and your children are around, you're going to lose custody. You're going to lose custody. You manage to come back and in, in, in a rage and find out she was fornicating on the couch while the kids were upstairs sleeping a la OJ Simpson and you run into the door and she's on 911 he's here you know his name all right his name is Orenthal James Simpson you know his record and she starts crying <laughs> you're done and that's because you stayed that's because you didn't plan your escape and you're a dummy you're a dummy but let me play a video here that basically talks about um, in the courts, how people use this particular situation as leverage. Let me see if I still have that clip. I might have to re-upload it. Did I delete it? All right. And so um, this is what you are preventing by planning your escape. You're going to get your attorney's green light 
to vacate the premises so that they don't use a triggering event to cause you to lose custody. All right, so you got to get the green light before you do this. Let me see where it is. I know it's around here somewhere, but I'm just going to show you even district attorneys. Oh, here it is right here. I found it. I knew it. Hold on for a second. Um, we're going to show you right here that this is commonly used to get leverage. Let's go ahead and show you. Even if the faint, even if the claims are fake, watch it. Divorce attorneys know this trick. Family court, the numbers are even higher with domestic violence cases making up 44% of total filings. So of all divorce filings in the country, 40%, I don't think it's the country, it might be in this region, 40% include a domestic violence claim. Think about that. Now, I don't think 40% of marriages are having domestic violation. What this is, is a tool that they're using. Okay, so let's go ahead and play it. How is it that a lawyer counseling me, giving me legal advice to stage domestic violence so I get the upper hand in family court? When I first considered divorcing my first husband, I got 30 minutes free with a lawyer. And the lawyer said to me, why are you leaving? And I said, well, because I'm the one that's unhappy. My husband will not do, he won't consider uh, going into marriage counseling. And so I'm ready to move on. And he said, you don't have to leave. Just get him to hit you or make it look like he did. And we can get you, have him forcibly removed from the house, get you exclusive possession of the matrimonial home and spousal support. And so there you go, right? There you have it right there. Um, not saying that these are always the case, but it is a legal tactic. Hey, just get them to hit you. Hey, what's what's it what's it to her that she gets punched one time? All right, she's like, I'll take one for the team if I'm going to get the house. I'll take one for the team if I'm going to get child support and custody favor in the custody. Hit me, hit me, hit me. I bet you you won't hit me. Hit me, hit me. Ah, you dumbass, you jackass. I got you to hit me. You lost, you lost. You see what I mean? And this is perfectly fair. This is perfectly fair. So this is why if you can get out of there, you get out of there before the legal stuff starts like this. And I always come with the evidence. And if it wasn't for Alyssa, I wouldn't have known that I was just bitter and hurt with my law degree, right? In my experience. All right, so plan your exit. Always have a plan. Never think, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be the next point. So before I say it, I got to type it in. All right. Hold on for a second. I got to type it in. Let me see. What is the point? Oh, here it is right here. Yeah, this is going to be an important point. All right. This is what I want all men to realize. I'm probably going to spell it wrong. Let me see here. There it is right here. Uh, this is what you don't want to do because this is a weapon that she's going to use against you or could use against you, and you're not good at this. This is going to be in her playground and her wheelhouse. Don't antagonize her. Don't antagonize her. Do not instigate. Don't say na-na-na-boo-boo. Don't say you screwed. Don't say nothing. Don't say you're going to be lonely. Don't say if you think you're lonely now. Don't tell her she's going to hit the wall. Don't tell her she's fat. Don't tell her she's going to take an L. Don't tell her she sucks at bed. Don't say nothing. Just walk away. Don't say nothing. Do not get her riled up for any reason. Because if she's riled up, your ass is going to take fat L's. And along with this, 
along with this, what happens is a lot of people will start doing this. You separate, you move out, you start meeting. Yeah, don't don't say spit. Don't spit on her. Don't drop off child support and pennies and nickels. Don't do nothing. Just give her a check. I mean, literally, I need part way with money. Don't fight too much with the money thing. I mean, unless you're really broke. and Or she's trying to screw you. Just say, look, oh, by the way, give her money if you move out. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Leave 100 bucks. It's better than zero. You want to look like you tried. Hey, I didn't know what you were going to order, Judge, or else she's going to get it all retroactively back. All right, so I know men don't know this stuff. You better leave some money. I know you'll be like, I ain't leaving abroad a damn dime. You better leave her something if the kids are going to be with her. You better leave her a dime because whatever you don't leave her, she's going to ask, hey, he didn't. He left me with nothing for two years. And she'll get it back retroactively so that you're going to have to cut a check for $1,000 times 24 months. All right, and you're going to be hurt. It's going to be 24K you owe her right off the rip. Right before you... Case closed. You're divorced. How how you how you living? You're going to be like, what? I owe her 24K in alimony, 15K in child support. Okay. Don't do this. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to start dating younger women or you're going to date another leftover woman and you're going to start parading her around. Oh, it's number five. Somebody called me out on that. This is point five. All right, so you're going to find another woman. She's going to succeed you. She's going to penis fly trap you. And um, you're going to think she's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You're going to move in with her. You're gonna she, She's going to move in with you. She's going to replace the wife. But you're never, you're not even legally divorced yet. You're just separated. Don't do that. Just stay single. Enjoy. Beat, on, beat up on some young piece leave. Do not get into another relationship while you're separated. Do not do it. That is kindling that she's going to add to the fire. She's already enraged that you've moved on and you have this other woman around your kids. Now she's going to do it. She's going to have another man around your kids. You don't want to do that. This is going to piss her to hell off to high heaven. Keep your affairs quiet. Do not let your kids around this woman because the kids are going to tattletale on your ass when she goes back to the mom's house. Yeah, she had this pretty young thing over there. And I saw her ass tooted up and her face was in the pillow when I busted up in daddy's room. Okay? You're basically got a, you basically got a bull in a china shop. You want to walk the bull around the china. You don't want to let the bull loose and raid the, yellow, the, the red flag in front of the bull in a china shop. Do not date openly. Keep everything on the low low. The next thing, uh, don't buy a new car. Don't buy a new house. Don't start a business. Don't go eating out. Don't take trips or vacations. Don't do a damn thing until those divorce papers are signed. Yes, live low. Do not antagonize her. If she sees you on Facebook and Instagram living the free agent lifestyle and you haven't signed any final papers, she's going to use that against you. She's going to say, he got money, obviously. Look at him. Because you're going to go in there saying, I ain't got no money. I can't afford that. And she's going to say, you was in Tahiti. Your ass was in Cancun. You were over there in Dominican Republic. Don't buy a new car. Don't buy nothing. I didn't buy a new car. I literally had my car that I lived in, then moved to the studio apartment. Then my transmission went out <laughs> when I got into my apartment. And so then I had to rent cars because <laughs> I didn't want to put a new transmission in, in the Ford Explorer. I already put a new transmission in. 
but I couldn't buy a new car in my divorce. I was still in my divorce. So I had to rent cars, literally rented cars until my divorce was uh, final. <laughs> and it cost a hell of a lot of money to rent the cars, but I did not want to buy a new car because they were going to bring that shit in. They were going to bring it in and put it right on top of the divorce. I was like, I ain't telling her nothing. She's looking around. Every week I was in a new car. <laughs> she was like, and that helped her, That helped the hitman not find me, by the way. If you think she's going to hire a hitman, which she probably will, drive in another car every week. <laughs> All right, so I was in a new car every week. Nobody knew it was me driving up. When I went to my kids' soccer games, she didn't know where my car was. Don't buy anything. Do not buy a house. Don't tell her you started a business and your business is just fantastic. Don't tell her you started a bread factory and the bread is just flying out the window. Don't tell them nothing. Tell her you're struggling. I'm struggling out here. I'm on my last dime. I'm on my last meal. I can't even afford a car. Don't talk about investments. Don't talk about you a crypto millionaire. Don't say nothing. All right, I'm telling you. Because if you do, she's going to use that against you in court. Oh, he, he invested in crypto. He got a million dollars in crypto. Right? Act poor. Act like when you moved on, you're crying every night. That's how you want to act. Okay, so just keep these things in mind. Keep these things in mind because whatever you do is going to antagonize her. <laughs> um, let's see here. Yeah, when you move out, move into a crappy studio apartment, 400 square feet. So when your kids come over, damn, it's tight in here. You might want to get one bedroom at least so that the kids could have a bedroom. If you can afford it, you might not be able to afford it. So, and don't do this. Don't move into a friend's house. Because if you move into the friend's house and they are trying to get custody, they might bring over and say, look, look, this friend is a criminal. This friend is an alcoholic. This friend is a whoremonger. This friend smokes weed. They sell drugs out of the kitchen window. All right. It's got to be a place where your kids can stay. Don't move into a girlfriend's house and then try to get custody. She's going to go investigate the girlfriend. Oh, the girlfriend has got this. The girlfriend's in a divorce. The girlfriend got two kids. The girlfriend's house was a crack house. Okay, so go solo. Do not get into a relationship. You don't need to be in a relationship anyway. Just go solo. All right. It is what it is. No roommates, no nothing. The roommate's going to be held against you. Or it could be. It could be held against you. So you don't want to be like, all right, I'm just hanging out at the roomie's house and they be having parties every weekend. Every Friday and Saturday, got a party till 2.30 in the morning. But you got your kids there. No, 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 no. No, don't do it. So don't antagonize her. And then the last point, the last point, which is number um, number six, once you got to this point, it ain't even no, it ain't even over yet. It ain't even over yet. So you're going to file. File first, because that way you're heard first. If you know legal procedure, you're the you're the petitioner. She's the respondent. And in set in essence, you get to say what you want to say first. Hey, judge, we are in a miserable marriage. I haven't fornicated with her for six years. I want out. If she's the petitioner, she gets to enter her story first, procedurally. Hey, judge, this guy beat me up. He put me in a suplex. He whipped me into the rope and gave me the big boot. He used to bounce off the rope and leg drop me. 
And then he gave me the tombstone pile driver. And then he beat the kids up. He abused them all kind of ways, every way you can imagine. Now he has a new girlfriend and he's out in Vegas gambling at the blackjack table. And he beat me up. <laughs> right? She gets to say all of that first. And then you'd be like, uh, <laughs> well, uh, judge, I don't know where I need to start. <laughs> Somebody says I make marriage. <laughs> I make marriage sound horrible. <laughs> I have to ask you. I have to ask you. How do I make marriage sound horrible? <laughs> I got to ask you. <laughs> I got to ask you. How do I make it horrible? Look at the look at look at what's going on out here. And then Boaz is here. Divorce rates are at a 50 year low. I told you this in the book. I told you this in the book. And he says, coach got you scared of your own shadow. What you have to understand is, did I tell you that they were going to use the divorce rates right at an all-time low? I told you this two years ago. I told you that. Listen, the divorce rates got to be mathematically at an all-time low. The marriage rates are plummeting. Who's getting divorced? Answer that. Of course, there's less divorce. There's less marriage. That's epitome just answered it. You're going to automatically have a lower divorce rate when less people marry. Stop it. I've already beat these excuses up years before. I've already, I'm way ahead of this. I even wrote that in the book. I said, watch this. At some point, they're going to start reporting divorce rates are at an all-time low. Of course, there are. Because the marriage rates are plummeting. It's it makes it's completely what it is. So anyway, don't celebrate that as a success. You got to read between the lines. <laughs> okay, anyway. You can't have divorce when you don't have marriages. It's going to flatten out. It's going to be lower. It's going to automatically drop. But as a result, there's less marriages. So anyway, the last point of this is prepare for battle. Now, somebody just mentioned it. Watch the documentary Divorce Corp. And I know there's going to be a new jackass in here that's going to say, oh, you must have been watching somebody else. They suggested this documentary too. Oh, boy. I mean, I know this is the first time watching you watching me. I've already suggested this like 15, 20 dozen times already. Watch the documentary Divorce Corp. Is this a lady saying this right now? Um, this is a woman, I believe, Eagle 333. Coach is right. I was once a rebound. Uh, his ex used the kids to get me pure. Uh, wait, his ex used the kids to give me pure hell. Never again do the rebound, guys. So that's a woman right here saying it. All right. Thank you, sister. I can see you. I see you in there. I see you, sis. But. This isn't even about gender. If you've been experienced this, it's not it's not a good thing to go through because it's going to be like pulling your fingernails from your hand. It's not easy. It's never easy. You don't want to do it. So prepare for battle. What's going to happen is, and I commonly hear this. Yeah, feet pictures. I want feet pictures from Eagle. I definitely want feet pictures. Yeah, I. you see Eagle 333? I want feet pictures. All right, so anyway. <laughs> um, 
what I hear common from people is this. They say, well, we just got separated. She probably has a new man that's tingling her, tickling her fancy. You probably have a new girl. You buys probably just moved out. And you're going to say we're amicable. We're amicable. There's a, this is going to be an agreeable divorce. We're not going to need attorneys. It's going to be straightforward. Here's the law. I'm not trying to rake him over the coals. He's going to say, I'm not trying to screw her over. It's going to be amicable. When I hear that, I go, I already know this is going to be ugly. I once had a person tell me that they have an amicable divorce. And this was the woman telling me this. Uh, it's going to be all right. They're still fighting to this day. And this has been eight years. And they are at war. Now, the divorce is over, but they're still doing the post-divorce stuff, which I didn't even get to yet. There's stuff that happens post-divorce. Don't think because your case is over, it's over. No, no, no. It's just getting started. Your divorce case number, is it exists into perpetuity, I believe the word is. Okay, so what you're going to say is, hey, she's agreeable, coach. I don't have to worry about her. Now, what you don't know what's going to happen is. What you don't know what's going to happen is her new boo is going to break up with her. All right, the guy she left you for, the guy she was sleeping with in the in the backseat of the Jeep. The guy she thought was going to be her landing spot. That all fizzled. And she's going to be back alone. She's going to be back single. And she's going to regret, oh, shit, I left my marriage. I blew my marriage up, and I thought I had a landing spot. It's going to break up. She's going to break up. And once that happens, it's going to be World War III. Because now her landing spot's gone. She's going to be mad at that guy. And the only person she can take it out on is you. If that happens and you ain't signed your divorce papers, get ready. Okay? It's going to be non-agreeable. If there's anything you're fighting over, if she thinks you're hiding money, it's going to be non-agreeable. And you don't know what she wants. This is why you want to negotiate up front. So prepare for battle. All's fair in love and war. And I want to say this to people. If you've never been through this, I would be very quiet about it. I mean, I'm just telling you right now. If you've never been through this, don't tell me I'm making you try to be scared. If you're a divorced man and you've been through a divorce, even if it was somewhat amicable, you probably thought it was like pushing needles into your eyeballs, <laughs> right? Even if it was somewhat amicable, you probably came out like, ain't ever doing that again. I know a content creator that's like that right now. And he, he, he could be married, but he ain't even getting married because he's already been through a divorce and it was an amicable divorce. And he's like, I ain't never doing that. So what people have to understand is if you'd never been through it, you can't speak on this. And, but I will say 50% of people who get married are going to experience this. Some of this, they're going to experience this. And if you are married and never divorced, you don't know what you're, you don't know what I'm talking about. If you've never been married and never been divorced, you don't know what I'm talking about. You think, ah, oh, this is just. And if you get divorced after the age of 45, you're never going to financially recover. Never. Wherever your finances were after the age of 45, this is called a gray divorce. You will never financially recover. The likelihood of you financially recovering from this 
is slim to none and slim just died. Now I can try to scare you or not, but this information is readily available on the internet. You just refuse to look at it. I'm the one out here telling you and screaming from the mountaintop. Like my man is Elijah. My name is Elijah and I'm in the desert hiding from Jezebel. I'm trying to tell you, you will never, if you get divorced after the age of 35, your life as you knew it, you'll never live it again. Okay. Um, let me see here. I'll just put this up. I'll just put this up for the people who don't understand. And I'm going to tell you, if you get divorced and you're under 40, consider her, consider you lucky. Consider yourself lucky. He says you will not retire. You, he says 57, divorce, eight years, facts. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to literally warn you uh, how everybody, you're, you're done. You'll be homeless at worst. You know what I mean? That would be the worst case scenario. You'll be homeless. You won't retire. You thought you were going to retire in five years. You're not going to retire in 20 years on a great divorce. All right. That's you push your divorce, your retirement clock up another 20 years. You'll be working right here. You'll be working until 70. Somebody says, based on my calculation, I can never retire. I just want you guys to know this. It is what it is. And it says right here in the 21st century, 60-year-olds can expect to live another two decades and to have a good chance of remaining healthy enough for a decent quality of life. Adding to that, to not such a big deal case, is the fact that, by and large, great divorces are, are boomers, the generation that first turned divorce popular. All right? Um, in this article, it will tell you, if you get gray divorced, it's a wrap. The aftermath of gray divorce for men, women, and their adult children, all, and, and highly likely, whatever you save for college will get busted up. Your kids and your grandkids, um, if you have grandkids, they're going to have to choose sides. If you have adult kids, they're going to have to choose sides. It's going to be painful. The researchers estimate that the odds of a divorce was roughly 38% lower for those who made 250 assets and up. I'm trying to find anything else. I will leave the article here for you. I wasn't prepared to show it. But people that want to keep pushing this on me, pushing this on me, let me see here. All right, pushing this on me, making me feel bad. The, the, the data's out here, bro. I'm just the one presented it to you in the educational purpose. The data's out here. It's going to tell you. It ain't pretty. You don't want to get gray divorced. This is why I always make fun of it. And we're going to get to the super chats. This is why I want to, this always when I, I make fun of people that, that tell me, coach, what are you talking about? My marriage is going great. My, my marriage is fantastic. And they're in the third quarter of the Super Bowl up 28 to three. And they're like, it's impossible for me to lose. My wife would never do that to me. <laughs> and then here you are. You're like, man, don't. Why are you scaring these guys? Marriage is great. My marriage is great. My marriage is great, and all of my friends' marriages are great. This is this is this is what I hear when I hear you say that. <laughs> all the Atlanta Falcon fans hate me. Yeah, they do. The Falcon fans hate me. I always have to remind you. And if you're a person watching this that don't know what this means, in American football terms. This game is over. All the Falcons have to do is get a first down. They have to get 10 yards or kick a field goal, and they're the Super Bowl champions. 
with a, a, a quarter, a little more than a quarter left, and they found a way to lose this game. Okay, so just like you right now in your marriage, that you're up right now, half of you will still lose this game. Okay, everybody understand. Half of you will still lose, and you're up. You're in the third quarter of your life. You made it to 40. You're still, half of you, or a little bit less than half of you, are still going to lose the game. You got me? <laughs> Shout out to the Atlanta Falcon fan. Who, um, I should make it the Seattle Seahawks. Should I make it the Seattle Seahawks on the one-yard line with uh, Beast Mode in the backfield? Maybe we'll do that. Hey, look look at this. Last play of the game. We're on the one-yard line. Beast Mode in the backfield. We'll hand it off. <laughs> Maybe we'll get on the Seahawks' ass. All right? All we're going to do is going to give it to uh, <laughs> the Falcons is funnier. Worst, was that the worst call in history? A slant route on the one-yard line? <laughs> hey, listen, I've been the coach. I've been the coach. I understand. Should I do the 18-0 helmet catch? Hey, we're 18-0. We're playing the Giants. <laughs> All right, here we go. Worst call in history of sports. Slant route on a tight formation. A tight formation flat, slant route. Not a not a wide trip, wide triple, triple receiver trips right. All right. Not a trips right slant route in which you confuse the defenders. You got a tight formation run a block scheme and you slant route the guy on the one yard line. Bro, I'll tell you what. That, that gotta be the worst. Somebody said, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He was like, maybe we can run the clock down a little bit. Maybe we could. Uh, they know we're going to go to beast mode. Now, maybe we'll run a slant route on tight formation. All right, so let me see here. Shout out to you. Some of you guys are making that call right now in your marriage, by the way. All right, let's continue. Zero fallout says, hey, coach, Joker did a story. Shout out to Joker. Joker did a story on banks and corporations starting a social credit system. Their excuse was people, uh, young people and customers wanted woke, environmental-friendly list of companies and people. Interesting. So I've been talking about the social credit score. Um, Joker's now doing a story on that one. And, uh, yeah, social credit score is going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. Get ready for it. Um, if you're a Generation X, you know, it might not – Generation X or older, it might not be – a thing for you but um if you're a millennial and gen z get used to it social credit score is going to mean everything joseph s learn the mediation laws for your state texas for instance allows for an a mediated settlement agreement could help you in a drawn out divorce so yes yeah, some states do um give you free mediation i know in california you oftentimes have to mediate before the judge will even see you so they just kind of be like, look, let's see if y'all can work this out. But if you do have one side that is really way off and they're not going to budge, then you're going to have to see the judge, right? Um, and Or unless you throw in the towel. A lot of guys will throw in the towel. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to spend $50,000 on an attorney. I'll give her what she wants. Some guys do that. They'll end up regretting that decision because they don't realize the long-term consequences of it. But some guys literally go, I'll, I want to put it into this. And they'll agree to things that they'll agree to 85% custody to the woman. Right? 
because they don't want to pay. More, most, sir, gentlemen, this is a master class. Coach, keep doing what you're doing. This is Lord's work, the Lord's work. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. And I stole all of this content, too. All right, shout out to Craymore says CGA is the GOAT. No one else in this space is constructing these strategies. Everyone talks about game, but not the end game. Yes, indeed. That's what we talk about in here. Game over. And yeah, I have this is tough for me to talk about. I would love to talk about Kaylee's. I would love to talk about Big Booty Tamika and all the girls in the Dominican Republic with all them BBLs. I would love to talk about that. All right. But you got enough people talking about that. I would love to talk about celebrity gossip all the time. I don't, I don't have time for that, all right? I'm out here trying to give you what's real, and I know because I actually been through all of this, and I know a lot of – I've seen the guys in hallways with their head in their hands, helpless and hopeless. I've seen the aftermath of this. I've seen the aftermath. And it ain't, dude, people, dudes delete themselves over this. Let me, let, you want to get real, real? You guys want to really get real? Because I don't talk about this often. Guys eat bullets over this. Especially military men. Or they do bad things to other people. Let me give you an article. I'm going to run the score up on your ass now. For you guys that really, really think I'm doom and gloom, let's run the score up on y'all's asses. All right? Because I'm tired of y'all blaming me for giving y'all this doom and gloom. Look at this article right here. See, y'all don't do the research. Guys literally say, I'm turning my TV off. Shout out to uh, Hassan Campbell for that. They're like, forget it. Robin Williams. Turned his TV off. Said it. There's, I can't go through another divorce. I can't. Hung himself. Did anybody talk about it? Oh, I don't know why he did it. They're still scratching their head. Why did he do it? He was going to have his third ex-wife. Three alimony. He couldn't afford it. He was like, forget it. He checked out. So you really want something bad here? Let's read it. Divorced men are more likely than divorced women to delete themselves. The link between divorce and deletion has been known since the pioneering who wants some silver by the way you guys see what i'll be looking at um it says here the link between divorce and deletion self-deletion has been known since the pioneering social sociologist study of emily durkin in the united states the rate of deletion self-deletion among persons who are divorced and separated is usually reported as two to 2.4 times greater than the self-deletion for married persons so not even married people check out as much as people who are divorced. And it says here, a successful marriage, it seems, can be a protective factor against deletion. Conversely, separation and divorce seems to raise the deletion risk. Oh, I'm doom and gloom over here. Oh, I had to run up the score on y'all. Yeah, we up 55 now. We up a double nickel on you. Okay, because the reality, this is real. It says right here. In fact, the data shows that compared to divorced women, divorced men are nine times more likely to delete themselves. Put another way, for every one divorced woman who deletes herself, there are nine divorced men who do so. The nine to one ratio dwarves the 3.5 to one male advantage we typically see in deletion. 
So there's a three to five, three point five to one male advantage in just regular deletions, self deletions. When it comes to divorced men versus divorced women, it's nine to one. Where's the equality in this? In 2017, for example, 36,000 American men deleted themselves versus only 10,000 women. Clearly, the disparity in deaths amongst divorced males is not uh, simply the result of men being generally more self-deletion minded than women. Therefore, something more than the typical explanation for the male-female imbalance in self-deletion um, means men are more likely to abuse substances. Men are more aggressive. Uh, I, I can't, or I messed that up. I read inside the parentheses based on how this is uh, written here. So I messed that up. All right. It didn't make sense, but here you go. We ran up the score touchdown on you with, with, with a minute left in the fourth quarter up 45. The, the, the information is out here. Somebody wants me to replace it. Francisco. Okay. This is a serious subject, and for people to come in here and 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 blame me for what you guys are creating is ridiculous. I'm just reporting. Okay, don't blame me. That's y'all out here. And nobody cares. And as you guys can see, I'm doing this heavy thing talking about how unfavorable is the man, how men are screwed. And everybody was in, oh, this is bad. You're making it sound horrible. And oh, man, you bitter and hurt. I swear to God, they don't care about you guys. They don't care. And that should be a sign. For anybody who's married right now, this is. If, if you're seeing people that are against what I'm presenting today, imagine you're on the other side of your marriage, getting divorced. That's how much they're going to care about you. And let me tell you guys, you're on your own when you're going through a divorce. Your friends are going to vacate you. All your married friends are going to vacate you. You're going to be alone. You're going to be off on an island. You don't, Ask them. You're on an island. Everybody's going to ostracize you. And then when you're going to speak out, you're going to say, hey, I'm getting screwed in divorce court. Everybody's going to be like this. You're going to be off on your own island. It's, it's just it's just the way it is. Your friends are going to be like, well, sucks to be you. <laughs> you will be off on your own. You're going to be turning to your friends. You're going to be like, hey, uh, remember? And they're going to be like, man, my wife don't want me to talk to you no more. Um, Michael Dixon says, thanks, coach. Edward A. says, set, he says, it set himself. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, wait. You must have said something else here. He's got a lot to say. He says, uh, he's talking about Jaheen. And he says, listen to CGA. My father won custody of me. And then he also says, it set him back years. But as an AA, it helped a lot. Okay, so yeah. It's going to set you back years. My divorce set me back at least probably a decade. All right, and I got lucky. My man, Take. Uh, let's see here. I got lucky. I got I got a rope extended to me that not many men did. And I was self-employed. Right. So and I was on a mission to try to dig myself out. So uh, that helped. 
you know, and doing this helped as YouTube and, and, and offering this advice to men helped me. Um, Isaiah became a member over on Patreon. Okay. Let's see here. Shout out to Craymore for that. He says, I was goaded. No one else in this space is constructing these strategies. Nobody else is giving you this. All right, they're scared to give it to you. All right, a lot of these guys are going back into relationships. Uh, but it's okay. You guys can do that. I'm not against that. Martial arts oriental medicine coach. I'm having a good time. These guys got to also learn from Tony Montana. No wife, no kids, man. He says, Look at you now. Look at you. Look at you now. LOL. He says, Sizzo is a cool cat. Yes, it is. Kid Sizzo is a cool cat. All right. Uh, Ed, Edge Scarborough says, as a married man, I'm begging you fellas to never get married. Don't do it. These are the advices of these married guys right there. And they can say that because their wives aren't around. E. Hodge says, you forgot the rule zero that you have mentioned in your previous show. You must have the balls to leave. All the other items is just procedure, man up. You do, you do. Not a lot of guys have the balls to just be like, I'm out. This is why, you know, women file for divorces, eight out of 10 marriages, because men don't have the balls. As you can see of the guy we played in the show earlier, he don't have them. I was the one, I, I literally walked out of my marital home. I was like, I'm out. Remember I told you I had, I had my closet packed. I literally was like, I had my side of the closet packed. I had um I had all my things photocopied. I photocopied everything, the school pictures, the school license, school report cards. I had all of that stuff. Social security number, birth certificate, passports, uh IDs. I had I had it all packed up so that one day when it was ready for me to bounce, I knew what I was going to take. And I got the hell out of Dodge. And they came back, and you know her her parents were with her. They came back to a to a house that was a little bit more empty than when they left. I dipped. So people were like, oh, how did you, you know, your wife left you when she divorced you? No, she didn't. I dipped. I got the hell out of there. Um, anyway, and it was just about 10 years old. Let's see, that was 2013. Oh, look, wait, no, wait, 2013? Yeah, it was February 13th, 2013. Or 2012. 20, I think it was 20, I can't remember. It's 2013 or 2012. But February 13th is almost the anniversary of that day. All right. We just passed it. Uh, let me see here. You got to have the balls to dip. Um, martial arts oriental medicine says, look at me. He says, look like me, man. I'm home chilling, monk mode, no women to nag at me. And I do whatever I want. 47, no kids, no wife. He says, Allah's my guide and Tao protects me. Appreciate you, sir. Shout out to you. Yep, and I went and, and I, I moved into my Ford Explorer. That was where I went, all right? I got a storage at public storage. So let me see, was that? No, it was during the day. I had a recliner. I took a recliner. I put it in my Ford Explorer. I took all my clothes. I took the files. And I took, um, I think I took the blender. <laughs> and I took uh, a Nintendo Wii. I think that's all I took. And I dipped out. I drove to the public storage. I rented a storage locker. I put all that stuff in the storage locker. And then I went. And then I went a probably less than a block away in my Ford Explorer. And I went to sleep there for four months. That's what I did. <laughs> That's what I did. I was like, I'm out. And then what happened was, remember when I told you to negotiate? 
So after I moved out, then I negotiated with her. This I did it out of order. But then I said, hey, I'm going to come back. And I think at that time, so people want context because they're like, wait, how did you see your kids? So at that time, she had the boyfriend. Right. This is all alleged, by the way. This is all for entertainment purposes only. At that time, she had the boyfriend. So she was like, hey, I'll go spend the night at my brother's house. And you can come stay with the kids every weekend. You see? And so while I was living in my car, then I would come back during the weekend so she can spend the night at her brother's house every weekend. And I stayed with my kids like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then she would come back to the home and then I would go back to the car. You see, that's what happened. That's kind of that's how, how it was happening until we figured it out. And so we did that back and forth. We basically did what I said co-parents won't do. Co-parents won't do is let the kids stay stable and let the parents move in and out of the house. That's basically what we did. Where did I park my car? Behind a hotel. I, um, I showed you this. Um, let me see here. If you guys haven't been to this channel, Check out my channel. I described everything that I did right here. Let me see here. I'll show you the video. I basically did a full vlog on exactly what I did. Let me see here. So let me see here. I told you I'm a planner. I don't get caught off guard, bro. I'm, I plan everything out. I plan my moves effectively. Uh, the only thing I didn't plan was just getting in this situation here. But uh, let me show you the vlog that I explained everything that I did. Right here. So it's on the CGA channel. It's probably going to change the name to CGA Blue Chip Mindset. But this is my newest channel. Uh, it's the Puppy Porsches and Feet channel it's, as well. But this vlog right here. Where is it at? Oh, right here. From Homeless to Porsche Owner. Yes. Oh, I thought it said it had 17K views. And so this video, I explained it. Everything that I did. Let me see something right here. And I'm going to tell a story that this let me see. is where I so decided. this is where I parked my where this Porsche is right now. For four months, I parked my Ford Explorer right here. And so the public storage facility was down the street right here. So if you guys want to know, let's see if I, I have it where I'm pulling up. You'll hear some music. So this is the entrance to the hotel that I slept behind. And down this street was the public stores that I put my stuff in, and I will pull my Ford Explorer in right here. Fair use. So there's the hotel right here, and I park right here every night. Park right there for four months. And behind this bushes, I would take a piss <laughs> in the middle of the night. If I had to really go bad, I'd be like, oh, I got to take a piss because the hotel, if you guys can see right here. So this, oh, you can barely see it. So there's a door right here that's locked. You need a key. You need a key to this door. And so I didn't have a key. If I saw somebody get out of their car and go to that door, I would try to beat them to the door to get into it and piss in the bathroom in the hotel. All right. But if I didn't have time to beat them to the door, I'd just go outside. Subscribe to this channel, man. This is what I did. This is my post-divorce years. When I moved out, I moved right into this hotel parking lot right here. And people would come and go from work and all this stuff. I'd be parked right there. <laughs> Crazy times, man. All right. So when you see me, 
where I am now, I want you to remember, I was down and out. I was on my last leg. And I'm going to tell you, if that car would have broken down during that time, I would have been screwed. That car saved my, that Ford Explorer saved my life. So uh, let's see here. Subscribe to the channel over here. Can y'all still see that? Share on the screen. This is my new channel. I'm about to put a whole bunch of work in on this channel over here. I got 2.4 subs over here. Shout out to y'all. But it's more of a vlog channel, but I'll start doing a little some quick videos too for over there. But it's not a red pill channel. It's just me living my life, enjoying life, enjoying some feet. I've been enjoying some feet over here. Junior college over here. Kaylee wrapping Christmas gifts for me. All right, right there. Um, my puppy, Nova, who's being neglected right now. And just living life with my Porsche and, you know, my daughter with the puppy and all that stuff. Go subscribe to the channel. The link's in the description box below. We're on Super Chats. Shout out to Maryland guy says, Coach, help me out here. Uh, there's this married woman at work whose husband is stationed in Hawaii right now. She's flirting with me hard and she's attractive. I'm tempted to hit it. Buzzer, please. No, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't don't smash, man. I mean, like, what is it going to be worth? Can you can you have sex with another woman? Possibly. There's another single woman out here that you can. I'm not a big. I'm not a big. Um believer in marrying uh smashing married women it's just not even a point to it unless you get permission from the husband and the husband says yeah i don't care about the broad you can have her all right but if he's still financing her in any way if he can oozy you down there was just a story i was reading or maybe i was watching on the id channel a man yeah that's what happened a man found out it um his uh his wife was having an affair he he hunted the man down at his job and clapped him in the damn parking lot I don't do not mess with married women. It ain't even worth it. Stop the show. We need 50% likes in here. Let's get the likes up. Some Maryland guy is going to do it. He's going to fall for it. Shout out to you, man. Don't do it. Rodrigo, the civil coach. Sometimes the bait and switch happens in the relationship stage. It is a blessing. I'm just living the free agent. Nasty boy lifestyle. Yes, indeed. I got money. Yes, indeed. Shout out to you. Uh, congratulations, man. Rialto properties or real toe properties. You should have known better, coach. Exploders are shizzy. <laughs> mm. Shout out to the Ford Exploders, allegedly. Actually, got I actually think I got 200,000 plus miles out of that Explorer because I did recruiting nationwide. I would drive everywhere in that thing. I got I got a good usage out of it, but I, I replaced the transmission once, and then when it was going out the second time, I said it's done. And I didn't want to pay for it. Your boy Scoop back in the building. Jacques Payne says, preach coach, preach big facts. In addition, any man going through a divorce should know if your wife owes for taxes, the IRS will harass you for years. They don't give a F. They don't give a F. Yes, if there's back taxes owed, if you have a credit card uh, where you both are on the account and uh, the, the court says it's part of the, the, um, the payment to equalize they call it the equalization payment uh you have to pay portion of the bill and she just leaves it alone you're gonna have to pay man they don't care dr thunder paying my respect shout out to you to the professor over there we won't name what school because they out here trying to out you brother but go check out dr thunder's channel all right swing out museum francisco makes me cry po baby po baby 
Uh, Krell's 10 says, Coach, a cousin and a friend of mine always ask me at least twice a month to sleep on my living room because they can't stand their wives. It's just sad. Yeah, but I'm the one making all this up, right? There's guys that, I mean, when you get married, it's 24-7, 365. Or like my man Threat says, 365, 24-7. It's, it's a drill. You're not ready for it, guys. I mean, you better get yourself mentally ready for a marriage. Like this guy we played the video of, he wasn't ready. And it's too late once you make that agreement. So they're out here trying to get away from their wives. Uh, zero fallout. Even us Gen Xers will be affected by the social credit score, he says. He says, what to buy, where you buy, what your political views are. Canada already seizing the truck, the truckers' donations and all the donators' info leaked. Wow. So I can see that. Like your banks. Banks will start saying, we don't want to do banks with you because you're CGA. Uh, we don't want to do banks. Uh, we don't want to. I think they've already done that to people. They've already done that to people. People probably can't get banks because they don't, they have uh, odd political views. Uh, odder than the woke people. You know what I mean? It's going to get tough like that. Um, 1-800-YOUNG-TRASH said, you said shizzle twice a couple of days ago. Or S-H-I-T, did I? Bullish. Was the... With the vision production, being an introvert has its perks. You'd be shocked at the secret Mary folks who will reveal. You'd be shocked at what secret Mary folks will reveal about their partner if you're quiet and let them talk. Yes, sir. Let them talk. Guys, man, I'm telling you, man, a lot of people that say I'm the one. I only had a bad experience with marriage. Trust me. People know what I do. They open up to me all the time. And let me tell you, it's men and women. Men and women open up because they know. They know I won't rat them out, and they know I know the truth. Man, the stuff married men and women tell me, I be sitting there like, damn. I was sitting there like, man almighty. Like, you're in this horrible situation. I remember I had a couple, you know, because I'm in fitness training. Sometimes I, I trained the husband and the wife. There were several people that I trained their whole family. I end up training the husband, the wife the adult daughters, the spouses of the daughters, the young kids, the grandparents. I mean, I would be involved in every sector of these clients' lives because they trusted me. So they would always refer people to me and it ended up being other family members. So another spouse and one spouse will be telling me, man, don't tell the wife. And then the wife will come in. Hey, don't tell the hubby. But and I'm sitting there like I'm the middle dude. I'm in the middle of their marriage where I have a secret from both of them. And I'm sitting there like, shit. I had a family, I had a family that that the husband's gonna retire and the wife was scared ish shitless. I just said it again. The guy's gonna retire. And she's like, that means he's gonna be home a lot. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, oh. then I'm talking to the dude. Oh, I love my wife. I'm like, I'm like, Lord, help me. And I just have to be like, <laughs> I would be like, <laughs> oh, you know what? One time I said, uh, and uh, I, I wish I could tell these people's names. So one time, one time, um, 
one of the wives that I was training, I trained the husband and the wife. So they're in there. I would say they're in their 60s or late 50s. So one time the wife came in and she was talking about the husband or a marital problem or something like that. And then she was like, I bet my husband talks about me too. And so I told her, I was like, oh, he talks about you so glowingly all the time. He says, you're a wonderful woman. You're the best thing in the world. And she was one of these old hardcore, you know, professional women. She was like, don't bullshit me. <laughs> she was basically like, don't blow smoke up my ass. And I was like, oh, well, okay, yeah, you know. And so the, then, then the husband comes back a, a few days later, was like, she told me what you said. And she said, she didn't believe a word you said. She was like, I was like, oh, hell, you know. I'm just trying to keep my wallet in the right direction. I'm just trying to keep my clients. Oh, like she was like, stop with the bullshit. She was like, I know the real. I was like, I'm just trying to keep everything good. I need both of y'all to keep paying me. I'm I'm broke. I was tap dancing. Hey, I was shuffling. This is what I did. I was shuffling when she started asking me questions. I started I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! That was me. <laughs> I was like, uh, what I need to say to get my money paid? Y'all owe me for some sessions. I started don't 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 shuffling. Shuffling comes in handy, guys. <laughs> All right, anyway, because I was about to blow up my whole spot. All right. Yeah, man, your husband say he hates you. I would have been like, oh, Lord, World War Three, lost both my clients. I end up training their teenage daughters and everything. I was like, damn, I was about to blow up my spot. I was like, nah, man, your husband loves you. You're the best thing since sliced bread, he told me. <laughs> I'm trying to get paid. All right, I wasn't trying to blow my spot up anyway. Thanks for giving us, putting us on that Wisdom Visual production, man. Let them marry people talk to you. Swing Out Museum says, I had a 91 Ford Expo. He says it ran like the Energizer Bunny. A lot of peace leave occurred in, the S in that SUV. Yeah, you know, I remember that too. Yes, sir. That's crazy. Maryland guy says, this is the fundamental principle behind Bitcoin 100% decentralized and designed after the 2008 crash for what is happening now. The founder, Satoshi, no, Komodo was a genius. So it is decentralizing. It does offer you a way around the governmental stuff here. Yeah, I said I got to get my bag and run. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> All right, shout out to Maryland guy for bringing that up. Brits Clown says for the guy that got married hitting on him, or sorry, for the guy that got married women hitting on him, watch the movie Unfaithful and Think Twice Chronicles broke that down. Yeah, man, I... I'm not a fan of having sex with married women. I don't think that's a badge of honor at all. I think that's low grade. I think you're asking for trouble. Um, I, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it. I mean, I've been in a situation before. It's not something that I look for. It's not something that I'm going to say I'm going to go after married women. I would I would say if you're going after married women as an intention, you're going to eat you're going to eat all of those words up. I mean, because I've been married before, so, you know, to have to have your wife, whether you're having sex with her or not, to have your wife going out and uh, knowingly she's seeing another guy, that, as a husband, you don't want that. You, you want no parts of that. And uh, there's no telling what the husband will do to you if they find this out. 
they're easy targets sometimes, but um, it ain't worth it. I don't think it's worth it. There's too many single women out here. There's less, there's less married women out here. There's too many single women to get some peace leave from. It's nothing that I would promote. I've heard of dating coaches, some dating coaches actually promote that. I'm like, nah, I'll pass. Don't covet your neighbor's wife, right? I mean, I have neighbor's wives that have been fine as hell. They be wearing their sandals and stuff. I'll be looking at their feet. And then I'll always be like, it ain't worth it. You know, for to, to push down there, to push down that and sneak next, next door or across the street for somebody's wife. Why? I mean, you asking to get shot up. You know what I mean? You asked to get stabbed. You asked to get poisoned. I mean, no. Don't do it, guys. All right. See, I, I'm I'm fair when it comes to that. <laughs> it's really that you're really treading on thin ice. You're sliding down a a, a slide with a alcohol slide, razor blade. I can't even remember, man. You're sliding down a razor blade into a pool of alcohol. That's what you're doing. It ain't worth it. Not even the ones that you pick up at girls' nights out at the nightclub. Leave they asses alone. You're only messing. You're only. You're only giving them the belief that they still got it. They need to be at home with their husband. All right. Anyway, but let them give you a blowjob. No. <laughs> In the bathroom or something. <laughs> I don't think it's the best. Yeah, you asking for it, guys. Leave leave them alone. And married women, go have sex with your damn husband, man. I'm not trying to do all that. All right, let's see here. KM Lowe, the originator of the sloppy yogurt, says this 19-year-old on IG just asked me if I'm a sugar zaddy because I got money. He says, mind you, I'm 29. Shout out to the 19-year-olds. Guys, these 19, 20, 20, these junior college girls out here. Are you a freshman Woo! at university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. These junior college girls are hungry out here, bro. They hungry like the werewolf of London out in this mug. They out here looking for Jasmine Rice. Don't think you need to be paying $750, $1,000. They only want a bowl of Jasmine Rice. I'm saying it's very little entry flee. They out here. I got books, makeup, hair, nails, vagina waxing, <laughs> eyelashes. They got a whole bunch of stuff to buy. They like, man, can you at least give me a bowl of jasmine rice? And, uh, and some gas money. That's gas money, right? He says, hungry like the wolf. The dude the dude in American Pimp said, hungry like the werewolf of London. They out here hungry like the werewolf of London. They, it ain't taking much. He says, you name it. They out here, they want Air Force Ones. They want Lululemon pants. It don't take much. And what you going to do? Find another husband to do. All right, where we at? Dexter Barr says, I hooked up with a married woman once. The husband called me and threatened my life. I never did it again. Yeah, it, it's not worth it. I messed with a married woman a couple times. I'll, I'll admit, I did I did do it. But the roundabout way we had to do things, I was like, this dude, gonna, this woman going to get me killed. All right? She was having me text a friend through the phone, then the phone, the friend. It was like her best friend. This was like her best girlfriend that, her best friend knew this is advice for married men. 
This woman was cheating on her husband, claimed to be unhappy. I'm not happy. <laughs> and then was trying to smash me in a restaurant bathroom. I won't tell you if we finished the job. But anyway, her friend that knew the husband, we were she was the intermediary for the text messages. So I would text the friend, the friend would text the wife, the wife would text the friend, and the friend would text me back. So if you're married and your wife has that girlfriend, you're the, you're the last to know. The girlfriend is helping her cheat. The girlfriend is helping her cheat. Okay. So this is what we have to know about certain uh, certain people. This stuff happens all the time. It is crazy. They run it interference. They're they're helping them. They know the dirty details. You think you can trust her friends? You cannot. All right, you cannot. So it is what it is, man. And I think um, I, I looked at it after a while. I was like, this ain't even worth it. She was an old California MILF. She was, she was good looking, you know, but she was a California lonely housewife MILF that was getting some, she was getting her some first, her first black guy since college. Mm. <laughs> and she had three kids. She had three sons, the whole damn shebang. All right. And she was out there cheating on her. Cheating on her husband. I'm like, man, it's a damn shame. So when I tell you these stories about marriage, it's not just my marriage. These things happen. I, these are experiences of a lot of people, me, a lot of people win my marriage, a lot of people in their marriage. It is what it is. He says, uh-oh, the first black guy statement. She was in her, she was in her phase, like, oh boy, we got this. It was what it was. But anyway, man, shout out to the coach gang. Thanks for the contributions. Let me check the cash app one more time. Um did, did I get Michael Dixon or Michael Jackson? I think it was Michael Dixon was the last one. Thanks, coach. Appreciate you, man. For antifreeze and the drink. All right. Antifreeze and the drink is real. Happened to my teacher. Wow. Antifreeze and the drink is real. Watch snapped. Shout out to the coach gang. Enjoy your enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back in the morning on the on this channel. We'll be back on this channel. We 